And good morning, everybody. It is Sunday, July the 24th, 2022, and welcome to Early Bird Chat 143. I am your host, Gizzard Gary, and I have no other panelist with me today, so uh, we'll get started doing solo here. So uh, hopefully everybody can hear me out there. In YouTube land, also on Facebook and Twitch. Welcome one and all. Let's see who we've got out there. I see Kingpin was the first one in. 223DMR is out there. Tactical Fud is here from Arkansas. Ozzy Orsborne in there with the meow. Uh, Krabby Turtle. We'll talk about him later. Is in here. Uh... Going down the list, and I see Block 9, who says, Good morning, everybody from Funky Town. Heaven's on fire, literally 50 miles south of me, Chalk Mountain, and 30 miles west, Possum Kingdom Lake area. Uh, BS, Bernie Sanchez is out there. Um, Vain Insanity is out there in the audience. Welcome. And also, with yet another channel name, the Illinois Outcast. I know who that is. I won't say, but I know who that is. Not who I thought it was, but uh, I do know who that is. You can't hide from me. Uh, TJ Persickety is out there. Um, Defense Dad, my neighbor to the north, is out there. He says, I see gun people. Uh, and, uh, BWAT 75 is out there, so we've got quite the crew out there so far this morning, and, uh, I'm having trouble getting my chair to, uh, adjust itself, so I may be having equipment difficulties today, but we will, uh, we will go on. Warsaw Patriot is out there in the audience. Good morning. Had trouble sleeping. Crazy rainstorms at 1 a.m. this morning. I'd love to say I had trouble sleeping because of rainstorms, but there was another issue, shall we say. Mike is out there. Good morning, Mike. Uh, so it seems <laughs> so many outcasts. One was enough. Isn't that true? Uh, Defense Dad said muffins are just a veiled attempt to have cake for breakfast. Prove me wrong. I don't know that I can. Uh, wish I had a muffin. I would have one. So I'm up late last night as I'm normally a night owl anyway. And uh, it's past midnight aways, but I don't get up until 7.30 to do my show, so no big deal. Now, I get ready. I get ready to go to bed. I'm kind of sleepy. Tacos and French fries is out there. Good morning. And uh, this channel decides to do a live stream. I believe first live stream ever. Does a short live stream, and that ends, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. 
they were out there trying trying to go live and stuff like that. Everything went fairly well. And so about ready to shut the computer down and another live stream pops up from this same person. And uh, I, uh, I didn't notice it until at the last minute I jumped on there and <clears throat> we're playing basically i ended up staying up for probably an additional hour hour and a half playing some sort of uh, name that tune which was believe it or not quite entertaining that challenge i mean a lot of it was outside of my my wheelhouse shall we say as far as uh, musical knowledge i mean I grew up in the 70s, so I knew a lot of the 70s songs. When it got into the 80s and the hair bands, I I kind of slept through a lot of that. So Warsaw's asking about coffee. I've got my coffee here. Is it uh, BRCC? No, it's from a company called Folgers, actually, because that's what they had at the store. So... Uh, yeah, but I am drinking it in a cup. It actually says Blackout Coffee Company on the side of it, but it is not Blackout Coffee. But at least I'm representing the brand. I had some Blackout Coffee. I ran out of that, so uh, we're drinking what we had. So anyway, so if I'm... Uh, if I'm dragging a little bit this morning, or if everybody else out in the chat's dragging a little bit, well, we can blame. If this person would like to come forward and identify themselves, I don't want to throw them under the bus just yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> and uh, by the way, if, uh, if you want to join the panel and talk to us, I know you have a voice now. So uh, look at that. DM, DM Foss is out there, too. And that guy's awake all kinds of times. Let's see. We've got out there. Uh, BS says, best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Vain Insanity says, Gary, I hear you on coffee having my blueberry mocha blackout coffee. Very nice coffee. It is. It's delicious. Um, DM Foss says, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Now, uh, and Illinois Outcast is rocking the Folgers. Now, Defense Dad says, I'm going to get McDonald's coffee on the way to work with breakfast. <clears throat> you do what you got to do on the way to work. I do understand that. Warsaw says, I don't like McDonald's coffee, other than the fact that most, most places like that just have it, they serve it in these styrofoam cups or cardboard cups, it's too hot for me, and you have to, if you have it in a car, you have to wait like six hours for it to cool down, so, uh, so anyway, G23 is out there. 
Uh, Crappy Turtle said, Gizzard got quite a few right. He put a link out there. So, um, yeah, Crappy Turtle is now a YouTube star. If you stay up late enough. Uh, I don't know if he's going to do that again or not. We'll see how his channel survives today. But that was, that was some... That was some fun stuff, man. And there were a bunch of people in there having fun with me, too. So, uh, um, let's see. Warsaw says, I like caribou coffee or Starbucks. Now, Defense Dad says, I'm not bougie with coffee. Strong coffee with cream, and I'm happy. Doesn't even have to have cream. Uh, at work, though, I have cream in it for sure. Uh, Warsaw says, Crabby Turtle, I was dreaming catching and cooking crab turtles last night. That's just mean, man. <laughs> That's just mean. Uh, okay, so a number of you, if you are a patron or YouTube channel member, you should have access to a link if you'd like to hop on here and talk with me live. Uh, and if not, uh, wave out there, and if I have your email, I'll send you a link, or you can send me an email to info at gizzardgary.com. We'll get you a link that way. So we have, speaking of emails, let's see. Wow. Let's take a look at this. We were talking about the fires earlier. I don't know if you can see that on my screen. Try to blow it up a little bit, maybe. It's not real clear, but it's clear enough to tell you what's going on. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty scary stuff. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that. So Old and Armed is out there in the audience saying good morning all. Uh, DM says, I don't drink coffee anymore. When I did, just black with sugar. Uh, Vain Insanity says, good morning, everyone. 20 amazing people out there. And holy fire, I've seen reports, and man, I'm praying for the people. And Tony York is out there saying, good morning, folks. Good morning, Tony. Uh, Defense Dad says, I think we all need a hit of Godzilla Rooster to wake up. Uh... Let's see. Uh, Warsaw says, I got me a new AK safety selector for my custom AKM. It's the CSS Enchanted AK selector. I'll send you a pic of it. Uh, 223DMR said, we had a fire yesterday. It burned 130 acres. DM Foss says, a picture of a phone taken with a phone? 
screenshot is easier. I have a panelist with me, and let's welcome to the show Krabby Turtle himself. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Chad. How's everyone doing? Hey, man, we're doing good. So I guess we all survived. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm finally out of my shell. Yeah, out of your shell. I like that. That's pretty good. So you were having fun with that last night. I can tell. It was a blast. I mean, it was a blast from the past. Yeah, but, uh, you know, there's an awful lot of people, a lot of us are in our 50s, 60s out there. We lived through a lot of that music and uh, uh, challenging your mind a little bit and, uh, you know, identifying a song based on the first few notes is difficult. Some of them, you know, some of them spring to mind right away, like some of them I threw out there. Well, you know, after you've heard those songs 5,000 times in your life, it's like, I know what that is. But uh, it was definitely a challenge. Nobody knew them all. But I think a lot of people like going back and, you know, listening to stuff like that, even though you didn't play the whole songs, just, you know, being around a bunch of people. And it's like you had a little house party. It was. And it's amazing. It's really amazing how much we remember and then can still just remember the whole songs from two or three seconds. It's, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was I was kind of amazed at the ones I did know, especially the obscure uh, Frampton stuff. But yeah, I had that album on replay over and over in my youth. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. Gizzard got all the 70 songs. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't do just 70 songs. So I could have just, yeah, everybody else would have left. But if we'd have had uh, Ozzy out there, now Ozzy's about the same age as me. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a little bit old. Now, Woods, he's pretty close to my age too so but you had some younger people in there like dj and stuff and dj his strength is going to be the 80s and a lot of people that's the truth but uh you also skipped over a lot of genres yeah you didn't do any disco you pretty (laughs) much avoided uh you know uh grunge (laughs) stuff like that uh maybe you know so yeah, we, have, we have to play to the crowd. Vanessa says, how old are you, Gary? I'm 60. I'm 62. 62. A young 62. Tony yeah. says, you mean really fucking old? Yes, I am. And I'm proud of it. So, uh, but yeah, it seemed like to me... You weren't the least bit nervous going live. Oh, it was much. Um, it was exciting. Yeah, uh, a little nervous, regardless, just because it was the first time. But you know, the crowd, the the audience, definitely helped me uh, settle that's, down and just enjoy <clears throat> enjoy the moment. That's what happened the first time I went live. I didn't figure anybody would join, and uh, I was 
I was amazed when people started jumping in and having fun. And that's kind of what got me to keep doing it and stuff like that. Because after a while, it's kind of like, okay, you opened up your door and your best friends come over to talk for a while, you know, so. And hello to Vanessa Kitty, Kitty, and see you later, 223. 223's heading out to church. Uh, the Illinois outcast who I know who that is will be 62 in December. Uh, Vanessa's oldest brother is 62 until October. So me and Mikey are the same age. Well, which Mike? I mean, we've got a few Mikes in here. <laughs> And uh, by the time the chat's over, we'll probably have at least four or five. It's a fairly common name out there on Twitch. I see Tara Smith's Kitchen is out there throwing in the contest link. Wow. Uh, so Tony said, damn, that didn't take long for the need for confession. Man, Gunmetal Guy USA is out there. Gun snob got it right. <laughs> the gun snob is out there. Says, why, hello, weirdos. If you want to say hello properly, jump into this. You've got at least, probably at least two or three different links you could click on. My neighbor to the south, who is, of course, the pride of Chelsea, Oklahoma. One of Maybe three people who are from Chelsea. That's not true. Chelsea's about the same size as this town is. So. It's a nice little town. I spent the night there. Uh, it's not a big town. Home of the Green Dragons. Uh, Warsaw says, I'm not Catholic, but my family was. If I click on the right thing, if I was in a Catholic church, I'd probably fall in love with a beautiful nun. I think that's discouraged pretty sure um g23 says i will be 42 in december feel like i'm 70 mm. yeah don't rush it the old age will come quickly enough vanessa has been studying straight edge and compass constructions today interesting i have not Although, I can honestly tell you, I went to a gun shop yesterday. Actually, I went to two of them, and I made a purchase. Nice. Excellent. Are you going to share? I did. However, my friends, the hens, made fun of me, and I don't understand why. But they didn't, they didn't like my choice, but they don't have to. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> There you go. We've got a, a Ruger LCR in 38 special. Just because it's something I've wanted to have for a while. And they had them on sale. It's very smooth. So uh, I wanted something without a hammer. Kind of lightweight that could be pocket carried occasionally. Now is it going to be my primary... My primary EDC, probably not. I've still got my uh, SIG P365, and that's going to be my my carry most days. But uh, I do like a revolver, and I've 
I've had the LCR in uh, 22 Magnum with the three inch barrel. Actually, it's the LCRX with the hammer. But uh, I do like the triggers on those. They're pretty nice. Now, do you also deep conceal carry? Like carry a second firearm with you? I have. I don't always, but uh, I have been known to do that. Yeah, especially in wintertime, stuff like that. Uh, oh, the gun snob says... Um, I said nothing negative at all, but since I've been accused, revolvers are supposed to be stainless. <laughs> well, you can't get the LCR in stainless, unfortunately. Uh, Tony says, I love revolvers in 22 or 44. Well, that's quite the deal. Ouch. Tony said, I had Going back a ways in the chat, I had four daughters in three and a half years. Wow. That's pretty impressive right there. Uh, Vanessa's getting above our heads maybe a little bit. What is constructible under straight edge and compass? Arthur Geometry Channel is a fun watch for his technical drawings. Said, Oh, for example, how does one dive a, divide a line segment into three equal parts with a straight edge and a compass? Ah. Uh, Wow, I bet I knew that in high school. <laughs> Long time ago. Yes, I did go to college originally with a math scholarship, but I didn't have the I didn't have what it takes to graduate. Gunmetal Guy USA said looks like a good choice. Revolvers rock. Uh Tony says I do have two and forty-five. Cool. Now, Tara says, we used to play Chelsea in high school. Also, uh, Selena, Salina, depending on where you live. Locust Grove, uh, Tahlequah, Sequoia, Commerce, every small town in northeast Oklahoma. I grew up in Adair, or Adair, however you pronounce that. Uh, Pryor got huge in the last 30 years. Uh, DM says, no hammer, no thank you. Keith Gregory's out there. I got a Ruger LCR and 22 Magnum. Uh, Warsaw says I've shot those. Those are fun. Vain Insanity says I love revolvers and dig your taste, Gary. Uh, Tony said they must be blue. Well, gee, I've kind of messed that up entirely. The gun snob says the SP-101 is a superior choice. Of small revolvers from Ruger. I saw one yesterday. Unfortunately, they wanted close to $700 for that. So uh, <clears throat> we passed. Uh, Warsaw says, make sure you don't put your hand on the side of the cylinder of a revolver. Yes, I have shot revolvers. I own like four of them. Uh, uh what is this? Uh, Snob, the Prince of Darkness, likes black. Okay. Mystic Guns is out there. Every gun should be Tiffany blue. Good morning, Mystic Guns. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tony says, I bought a stainless 629 first, and it would not fill that dirty, hairy need. The Scottish American is out there. Old School Smiths is where it's at. 
Uh, Vanessa says, oh, math scholarship. Cool. What was your major then? Mathematics was my major. Uh, I think I was going to end up being a teacher, but uh, it's probably a good thing I didn't. I'm probably making far more money now doing what I'm doing. But uh, let me get that picture off the screen. It's taking up all of our space. There we go. Nobody can see our avatars. Uh, well, Crabby Turtle threw out a link for Arthur, Arthur Geometry. Yeah, I was very. I was always bad at geometry. I think I went to summer school once for that. Uh, geometry, trig, all that stuff was pretty easy for me. It's when we got into calculus that I began having issues. That's getting pretty brainy there, as far as I'm concerned. I thought I was going to go on to do it, but uh, I did not. Ended up having the career I have now. Excuse me one moment. Sometimes it's best to just mute and get it over with. Anyway. So. Talking about a new water heater. I'm trying to get caught up in the chat. Hopefully I haven't. Oh, hey, our gun 1776 is out there. Oops. Uh-oh. <laughs> so uh vain insanity says they need to make more rotary rifles out there one was in 410 wish it also came in 454 and 500 mag uh illinois outcast says calculus sucks indeed it does uh warsaw wants to know if i got the picture he sent let me go to look Actually, I have a couple pictures out there. So, okay, so Warsaw has sent me this. Let me get the comment out of the way so we can actually see it. And it is a safety selector level lever for most stamped AK-4774, I can't talk this morning, it includes bolt, hold, open, notch. And I'm just going to look at a picture of this and uh, show it because I have absolutely no idea. Don't know anything about AKs. I don't know what this is. If you do, Krabby, please. Sure, it's the, um, uh, the safety selector. Or the on-off switch. So on an AK, that's a big, huge selector, right? Yeah. I have shot an AK once, ever. And that was at SHOT Show. I will say, it was fully automatic, though. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Now, would that make any AK... Uh... Leave the bolt open after the last shot. Includes bolt hold open notch. I don't. Only thing I can guess is it's it's an improved selector or something like that. I don't know. 
So very cool. It's not the only email I have. I also have one here from uh, from Jacob S. Who was sent some picture with the caption relaxing at the zoo yesterday. That's not Jacob, by the way. Oh, Warsaw explains that too. Oh, let me look here. Oh, the notch holds a carrier when putting it in a safe position. Okay. Uh, Gunmetal Guy says, Gizzard, you have a teacher vibe, but only for a time long gone. You have to be a Mad Max type to survive the minions roaming classrooms. I know teachers who bailed before the woke wave came about. I work with a bunch of ex-teachers. I know that very well. A lot of people said, yeah, I started out being a teacher and now I'm doing something else. I have a lot of respect for people who work as teachers. Actually, one of my co-workers, I have two co-workers work with me and my crew as uh, IT support there at the plant. One of them is leaving because he's taking a position as a full-time uh, a full-time college professor, actually, at a local community college up in the Kansas City area. He had been part-time as an adjunct professor for several years, but an opening came up and he applied for it. I encouraged him to apply for it. It's like, if that's what you've always wanted to do with your life, you should go for it. And he got it. Yeah. Tara said, I took diesel mechanics at uh, NEOVT Claremore, Oklahoma. I know where Claremore is and went to HCC in Houston. Had a new home, newborn, and less than 20 hours of sleep a week. Had the dropout after finals. Didn't have time to check my grades until nearly 20 years later. Turns wow. out I passed college algebra half asleep. Life is like that. <laughs> Well, yes, that's true. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna get caught up. Uh, Vanessa said I visited Mystic Aquarium in Mystic, Connecticut. The walrus had a cold. I was watching the vet exam him, and walrus sneezed directly at me. His snots flew six inches from me, so I ducked aside. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to duck. Uh, Smeggy's out there. <laughs> the George Bush duck. Wow. That's a cool story. Now, why Jacob has some other pictures. So, uh, what is that? I don't know exactly what that is, but I'll show a picture of it. Maybe somebody else will know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting looking. Otter, you say? Yeah, maybe. Looks like the feet might be a little wet. And they're done. Okay. And there's more. Let's play Name the Animal. 
This one was the way I felt a little earlier this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cute little kitty. Right, until you get up right next to him. Uh-huh. When's so, the last time you've been to a zoo? I'm sorry? When's the last time you've been to a zoo? It has been a while. I'm... It's been when my granddaughter was little, so probably six, seven years ago. This would have been a small town zoo, but uh, I haven't been to a big city zoo in several years, but uh, well, yeah. I like zoos. If you go there and keep shooting the animals, they're going to ask you not to come back. <laughs> Don't shoot the animals. Not true. False. Fake news. Fake news. So, uh, Smeggy said, who went to the zoo? Jacob S. did. I'm guessing, since he's from Evansville, Indiana. That's maybe the Evansville Zoo? I don't know. Uh, Smeggy said, I went to the San Francisco Zoo last year. It was okay, but I hear the Oakland Zoo is better. Now, I've been to the Kansas City Zoo. I have been to St. Louis Zoo, San Antonio Zoo, and believe it or not, I've been to the San Diego Zoo, which is very cool. Well, Kansas City and San Diego, I think they're really well-known zoos, aren't they? I don't know. Is Kansas City well-known? I think I've heard of something that's gone on there before. Hmm. And, of course, the San Diego one, probably for all their aquatics. Well, I was in, <clears throat> excuse me, I was in uh, the Los Angeles area on vacation, and uh, one day we had an extra day, and so we had the rental car. I said, let's just drive down to San Diego, because I've always heard of that. You know, you always heard of the San Diego Zoo, or at least I did when I was growing up. So it's like, let's go see it. So it was worth the trip. I would definitely say so. Um. Yes, Maggie says, not many can compare to the San Diego Zoo. Also, Detroit Zoo is good, Smeggy says. Hmm. Let's see, Gunmetal Guy USA said, last time I went to a zoo, a howler monkey threw his poo at my family. Muscle memory kicked in, and I did a finger pistol move at it. <laughs> kind of foolish, but my trigger control was A+. That's the important thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Tara says, I will be streaming later this evening. I stream to YouTube, Rumble, and Twitch. If you could leave some comments on Twitch, it would be appreciated. I want to see how it shows up on StreamYard. Don't know what I'm cooking yet. Will make up my mind while shopping. That's a bad thing about watching people cook is you don't get to smell it and you don't get to taste it. So it's kind of like a big tease. Yeah, you still sit there salivating. <laughs> yeah, and usually when you do that stuff late at night, it's like, okay, you can't run to the store. It's too late. 
so I will have to heat up uh, leftover pizza, which is, I guess, you know, not exactly a huge issue. I have some pretty good pizza in the fridge. You don't eat your uh, leftover pizza cold? I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'll do it both ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when you're young, that's what you do. Is you you never refrigerated pizza when you were in college. I mean, you just went and got what was still in the box and ate that for breakfast. And... Guilty. <laughs> I think everybody did that. Uh, Vanessa says, smoking a turkey tomorrow with a maple-based rub from my brother's friend from Kentucky. Wow. Mm. Mm. So, uh, see, there's a lot of chatting going on. I do believe the gun snob is packing up for his trip. So, uh, Vain Insanity says, pizza is good, part Italian, and always love pizza. Smeggy says, why am I watching people explain what something tastes like? Half the time, I don't even know what words they are using to describe it. Oh, we're talking about Food Network. Okay, that's true. You can't really describe in words what something tastes like. And not everybody likes the same things. I mean, I, I've i got people who will say that they love liver and onions, but it all, the, the thought of eating such stuff makes me sick. <laughs> so... Uh, all depends on what you like, what you grew up with, and uh, taste change as you get a little older. For example, <clears throat> up until probably 20 years ago, I refused to eat peas. Now I love peas. Same thing with tuna. I would not eat tuna, and I love tuna now. So It's weird you, how that stuff changes sometimes. Have you lost your taste for anything? Besides sweets and candies and such. Well, out of necessity. Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, type 2 diabetes and stuff, I need to avoid such things whenever possible. So, uh, have I lost? Well, when I was young, I loved... I wouldn't eat french fries without ketchup on it. I cannot stand ketchup on anything now. Oh, okay. It's kind of weird, but uh, it just doesn't taste good to me. Uh, now, yeah, mayonnaise or something like that's a different story, but uh, I don't like I don't like ketchup on my hot dogs. I don't really like it on hamburgers, but it's kind of unavoidable if you're going to eat fast food, so you have to deal with it occasionally. But uh, Let's see. DM says, all we are saying is give peas a chance. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, Snob says, if Karen would get her suitcase packed, I would pretty much have everything loaded, but she's slow. 
Uh, Tony says, who puts ketchup on a hot dog? Uh, savages do. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to have mustard and relish. Uh, Snob says, I will not eat ketchup on a burger. That's right. Order it without it. Make, them, make you a fresh one. Yeah, heck yeah. Try that at McDonald's. See how that works. <laughs> uh, like Bernie says, I like potatoes and eggs with ketchup. You can have all of it you want. Uh, Gunmetal Guy says, does anyone eat sauerkraut on their dogs? I don't believe I have. Now, chili, yes, chili. It's good. Sure, if it's available, you just don't get sauerkraut offered all the time. No, now I have taken sauerkraut and taken like uh, uh, Polska kielbasa mm -hmm. and slice that up and put it in there. That's pretty good. Or any kind of smoked sausage like that. So, yeah, I'd probably like it on a hot dog. I like sauerkraut. Vanessa says sauerkraut and spicy mustard on hot dogs with onions. I like onions on my hot dog. And I'm one of those people who likes a supreme pizza. I want all the veggies and all the meats, but for God's sakes, don't put anchovies on there. <laughs> and if you put pineapple on there, I'm not eating it. Sorry. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. <laughs> Probably an unpopular, unpopular opinion. Uh, Defense Dad says, I heard Snob puts ketchup on his steak. I think that's just a nasty rumor. Uh, DM Fuss says, no rotten, nasty cabbage for me. Uh, Illinois Outcast says, ketchup only goes on fries. Uh, ketchup doesn't go in my house. How about that? If you look in my cabinets, you look... In my refrigerator, you will not find any ketchup. You will find mustard, and you will find mayonnaise. And I'm sorry, Kingpin, it is real mayonnaise. <laughs> Kingpin will probably never watch my channel again. Yeah, you're getting channel strike, Kingpin. Probably. Uh, hmm. uh, Scottish American says, thank you, Gizzard Gary. Pineapple does not. Belong on pizza. Um, Tony says the only thing I use ketchup on is meatloaf, and that is all but never. I do like a meatloaf every once in a while. Warsaw says, do you know what the black and white American flag means? It means privacy. I just came across it online, he says. Vanessa Kitty says uh, ketchup on eggs. Defense Dad hates mustard. That's un-American. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, I've always wanted to do a drive-by Grey Poupon when eating my hot dog. I'm slightly touched, I know. <laughs> uh, Vanessa says, make mayo with duck eggs. Oh, interesting. I don't make mayonnaise. I'm lazy. I go buy it at the store. Uh, Illinois Outcast says, Tony, try salsa on meatloaf. 
Well, we'll do salsa on our eggs, our scrambled eggs as well sometimes. That's good. Yeah. Um, so is, um, well, like on an omelet or something, um, Tabasco sauce. Oh, of course. That's a must. <laughs> you might as well feel it. <laughs> now, Tara says, what is really cool is the people who message me telling me they learned to cook something by watching my video or that they cooked one of my recipes and enjoyed it. Considering that most of what I cook is either Slavic or Cajun, the algorithm helps a bit when someone looks up a recipe, particularly particularly on the Slavic food, the algorithm seems to help. Yes, uh, English is hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's another person's channel. I would love to eat some of Tara's cooking. Yeah, definitely. Um, Speaking of cooking, though, I think my meal is ready, and I have to get going. Oh, okay. I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate everyone sitting here and actually listening to me kind of talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to have you. Glad to have you aboard. I enjoyed your chat last night. Hope you can do it again if you're still around. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hope to try this again. And, well, you know, get a little smoother at it. There you go. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being on here. Thanks, Gizzard. We'll see you next time. All right. Take care. All right. So I'm back to solo here, but let's go back to the chat. Uh, Vain Insanity says, only form of ketchup I use is Red Reaper ketchup and it's spicy ketchup. Vanessa made muffin tin cheddar stuffed meatloaves a couple months ago. That sounds good. Uh, DM Foss said, I did a YouTube short eating a pineapple with pizza toppings. I remember that. I do remember that. Block 9 says, when I do have french fries, I like Whataburger spicy ketchup and Whataburger spicy ketchup on meatloaf. Uh, Defense Dad says, Dijon mustard is good, but regular yellow mustard? No thanks. Uh, Tony said, I canned my own salsa two years ago. I do love homemade salsa. I've made some myself back when I had a garden. So, all right. We've got 27 people out there, and I'm here by myself. So uh, let's chat it up out there, people. Let's find something to talk about, and hopefully somebody will jump on here with me and keep me company on the uh, on the verbal side, or my voice will go out soon. So uh, I don't know where my normal... My normal panelist buddies are today. They must be taking the day off. Uh, let's see. Defense Dad says, I'm actually not a big fan of condiments in general. Just a thin layer so the bun isn't dry. That depends on the condiment. Well, I don't like to overwhelm anything with it, that's for sure. Uh, Vain Insanity says, Tara, ever hear of stuffed... Shot shells or pig shots? Take care, Krabby Turtle. Okay. G23 says, The only place ketchup belongs is in the trash. Prove me wrong. I can't prove you wrong. Sounds logical to me. Uh, Scottish American says, The only problem cooking is I am by myself, and when I cook, I cook for at least four. Yeah. I feel your pain, because I live by myself, and 
yeah, when I do cook something, I'm putting away leftovers for like the rest of the week. So, uh, but it's hard to cook for just one. I mean, it just is. So I eat an awful lot of reheatable stuff. But I do cook every once in a while. Uh, Vanessa says, chili on hot dogs, chili, cheese, onions. And now you're talking. Now you're talking. Uh, Tony says, I figured out a meatloaf with mushrooms and onions and brown gravy. Wicked improvement. That does sound good. That sounds delicious. Uh, Vanessa says, my recipes are large. I tend to give lots of food out to those around me. Bernie says, ketchup has its place. Don't be a hater. Well, I don't begrudge anybody else from having their ketchup. You're welcome to it. It's just, I'm not a hater. I just uh, don't care for it. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. So, uh, anyway, let's check the email and see if we have anything new. We do not so far. So, uh, anyway, don't forget that we do have, we do have a drawing coming up. At the end of hour number two, which will approximately be one hour and nine minutes from now, or 11 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Vanessa says, diced bell peppers, onions, and a meatloaf is nice with cheese stuffed inside. Smeggy says, it's like Glocks. I don't hate them, just don't like them. Uh, Gunsnob says, Fat Guys Burgers, Strawberry Ketchup, and Spicy Fries are the best. You lost me at the Strawberry Ketchup, my friend. Everything else, you the Fat Guys Burgers I'm up for and the Spicy Fries sound good, but don't put that mess on there. Uh, so, yes, the hashtag for that drawing is... As Maggie says, EBC 143. I was going to put my banner up, but I accidentally clicked the wrong thing and deleted it. So I'm going to have to recreate it. So, <laughs> yes, that's one of those production issues she ran into. Had Defense Dad says, Strawberry Ketchup WTF is wrong with you. Uh, Smeggy just guessed. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put it up there. There's your there's your hashtag for the drawing. But it'll be a while before we do it. Let's see. Gunstop says strawberry ketchup is amazing. Well you go ahead and you go ahead and have it. Now Vanessa says ketchup aficionados in the chat today, I see. Evidently. Uh, so I think G23 and Defense Dad are having a difference of opinion as to what to do with the ketchup once it comes into the house, whether or not it needs to go into the fridge or into the trash can. Uh, Smeggy wants to know, anyone get any new guns recently? I got one just yesterday, as a matter of fact. 
I got a Ruger LCR 38 Special. I had it on the screen earlier. I mean, if you've seen one LCR, you've pretty much seen them all, but it's something I've wanted for quite a while. The Gun Snub says, next time we're going to Fat Guys, I'm making you try it. Well, you've only took me in there once. You never have took me back there again. And I'm in Tulsa at least twice a year, if not more. So, all right. You take me to Fat Guys, I'll try it. That's a deal. If that'll get me into Fat Guys, fair enough. <laughs> it's worth it. Uh Vanessa says, crinkle cut up sweet taters for fries and use horseradish dip for them. That sounds good. Vanessa's getting a new gun on her birthday come December. Now, Defense Dad says, ketchup was originally a sauce made of fish. I think I like the tomato version better. Definitely. A gunmetal guy USA says Smeggy does a gun bot last year and never fired count as a new gun purchase. I don't think so, but that's kind of up to Smeggy because <clears throat> he didn't ask me. He asked Smeggy. PA Reloader is out there saying hello, everyone. Hello, PA Reloader. So, we are at five minutes till the hour. Uh, let's see. Smeggy says, if it gets us off this ketchup talk, then yes. What did you get last year? <laughs> Fair enough. Now, Vanessa says, no, it's being called us. It's called being a slacker. That's kind of harsh. I mean, gunmetal guy says, I swing that question your direction. Does it count as a new gun purchase? I don't know, because you've got the enjoyment, to me, the excitement of a new gun purchase is getting to take it home now. Yes, there's also some excitement in getting to fire it for the first time, but the fact that you've got this gun at home You've got it in your hands. You've got it in your safe. <clears throat> it's like, okay, this is mine. <clears throat> and sometimes it's a while before you get to shoot it. I have another panelist, and it is Ozzy. Good morning. Good morning. What do we know? Oh, well, we know very little, but I think people are used to that with me. So how about yourself? It's uh, just another day that ends in Y. Any day off's a good day, as far as I'm concerned. So, your opinion on this question does it count as a new gun purchase if uh, you bought it last year and never fired it? Yes. It does count. Okay. I think so. I mean, do I have new experience guns? anyway? Do I have guns that I've bought and not fired? Uh, one, but it was used. Well, two, actually, that I bought used and still haven't fired yet. So, so I yeah. Still have it, it, I still haven't shot that 
uh, Uberti 45 Colt yet. Yeah, that's going to be fun. But you did get to shoot the Henry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like mean, it. Yeah, I'll bet. Looked like fun. I was uh, shooting it at the uh, pistol range, which is 40 yards. And that scope that's on it, I mean, it just, I was putting everything within a, about a quarter, the size of a, a dot, about the size of a quarter. Wow. So Smeggy says, also, who gets a gun and doesn't shoot it right away? My buddy had a gun for like one and a half years before he shot it. First time for him was with me up north. Well, you know, I bought a, I bought a shotgun at Wanamaker last year. And uh, I should have taken it to uh, Thunder on the Prairie. I didn't because I packed up kind of in a rush and I didn't grab it. But uh, I, there's not a lot of places you can just take a shotgun around here and shoot it like it was when we grew up. When I grew up, we thought nothing about just driving a mile or two outside of town out where there's a field, as long as there weren't any cattle in the immediate vicinity, nobody cared if you took a couple shots. Anymore, you do stuff like that, and somebody's liable to call the law on you. So, we could even go out into the public hunting areas back then and just, you know, throw some cans out there and sight in shotguns and stuff like that. You can't even do that anymore. Yeah, we, so, uh, my grandparents had a farm, so we always went out there and shot. But since they passed on, they've sold all the land and everything, so it took away our shooting and hunting. Well, that's just it. The, the farm where my dad grew up was a mile outside of town, and my uncle owned it when I was growing up, and he farmed it, so he didn't care if we went out there and shot guns and used to go out there on a regular basis but uh, he passed away the land got sold to somebody else and now that option is no longer available to me so yeah let's see uh, gunmetal guy says I'd buy sometimes on impulse and never remember to take to the range when going on a trip for a different gun uh, I hear you you sometimes you go to the range for one thing. It's like, why well, should it took? You don't want to haul three or four guns to the range. I've done it before, and it gets pretty heavy. <laughs> uh, that and they look at you kind of funny when you're in the stall at the range for like two hours. Although my range will let you as long as nobody's waiting for it. My indoor range will anyway. Uh, Scottish American says, I had one that took me about five years to come across some ammo, so I just shot it for the first time earlier this year. Well, that's, that's fair. I mean, if you can't come across ammo for it. Now, that 20-gauge uh, shotgun, I do own some 20-gauge ammo, and I really would like to run some rounds through that one of these days, so. Hopefully, yeah, between the between the availability and the cost of ammo, no, the cost, yeah. You just That's, don't want to shoot it that much. 
especially some of your high-powered rifle rounds and stuff like that can run quite a bit. Well, even some handgun ammo anymore is ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I've been I bought a that. box of 38 special yesterday. It was uh, $29.99 for a box of 50. That's not cheap. I've been kind of saving that 45 Colt for uh, next time my brother and my nephews are all together. We, I'll break it out and we can all shoot it. Yeah, Scottish American says 45 Colt is awesome. I've never shot it. But that does sound like a good idea. Break it out, you know, for a family get-together or something like that. Uh, let's see. Vanessa says, buy a gun at the range, so at the purchase, you are shooting it. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, but I don't... A lot of times, at least my range, their prices on guns aren't as great as some other places. And uh, I buy a gun where I can come across a bargain a lot of times, like Wanamaker, for example, or... Yesterday, I actually bought that pistol at an Orshelin Foreman home. <laughs> That's a farm store for here in the Midwest for a lot of people who aren't familiar with it. Think Tractor Supply or Atwoods or something like that. Very similar. They do have a small gun section. And uh, I had been to Academy and didn't see anything. Well, I did, but somebody bought it right before I had a chance to, so... I went on and I decided to try the farm store and I'll be darned if they didn't have $60 off on that LCR. It's like, you know, I've wanted one of those. Maybe now's the time. So I had in mind last weekend, for some reason, I really wanted to buy a gun. Don't ask me why. I just did. Um, PA Reloader says, I have bought or acquired guns and I have yet to shoot. Let's see. Yeah, I normally, well, go I normally go to, the, I, I normally go to the uh, sportsman's club outdoor range. So I'm lucky they don't sell guns. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, Vane Insanity says, "When I get any gun, I have the itch to go into the woods or gun range and break it in. I live near the mountains." There's nothing but farmland pretty much surrounding here. There's no woods, per se, where you could just go sneak off and be by yourself. So, uh, I wish. I mean, there's some... There's a, uh, a Corps of Engineers reservoir nearby, but they kind of frown on you shooting on their property. And state parks, you can't do that in this state either. So I would have to drive at least an hour or better to get to an outdoor range. Even my indoor range is over half an hour from me. And it's not really much fun shooting a shotgun in indoor range. I've done it. But uh, getting to shoot guns at, uh, at Nebraska Shooters this last uh, this last June was fun. 
If you get a chance to come to that next year, I suggest you do. Uh, I'm see. fairly lucky. I got a, I got two indoor ranges just like 10 minutes away, and the outdoor range is about 15 minutes away. Well, you're in, no a little, you're in a little bigger urban area than I am. I mean, my entire county is less than 10,000 people. So, yeah. My town is about 15,000. I don't know what the county is. Let's see. G23 is on his way out. Y'all have a good day and stay safe. I will try to check in before the show is over. Take care. Take care. Smeggy says collection guns get a pass from not shooting. I think they do. I think they do. My sore bicep is out there. Hello, peeps. Uh, let's see. Smeggy says, that's why I love my private land. I take everything I own with my buddies when we go. I'm always jealous of people like the gun snob. Well, like all the hens, like snob and uh, Sarge and obnoxious one all have quite a bit of land next to their house where they can just go out on their own property and shoot. I've never had that, and I think that would be so cool just to step out your back door and shoot whenever you wanted to. It'd be I, cool, but it'd be expensive. It'd be expensive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I say that would be fun until I had to go to the store and buy all that ammo. Yeah. Let's see, Vain Insanity says, I buy guns for fun, plinking, and keeping alive on survivalist camping trips. Two weeks in the woods is gnarly. So besides self-defense and preservation. Uh, Scottish American says, ranges usually have higher prices on guns. That's been my, my suggestion. Let's see. My Sore Bicep says, Gary, a suggestion for LCR carry ammo. Check out Federal HST Micro 38 Special Ammo 130 grain plus P jacketed hollow point. I do believe I have some of that, as a matter of fact, in my in my ammo cans. Pretty sure that's pretty sure I have a package of that. Uh, Vanessa is making three test leather cases for Bic lighters today using cross-stitch, saddle-stitch, and baseball stitch. A brass grommet hole near the top edge opposite the lighter trigger. Merit leather stitching, that's right up your neck of the woods, Ozzy. Uh, yeah. I only know one stitch, though. <laughs> saddle-stitch. Okay, let's see, Scottish American says, two weeks in the woods is perfect away from the hustle and bustle of life and away from the government BS. There's something to that, let's see. Let's see, Gunmetal Guy says, in short order, we'll move back near the grandparents' old land and it will allow 24-7 shoot-at-will ability. 
Thinking about it here in the city makes me tear up missing it. City life sucks. Okay. Vain Insanity says a Scottish American, it's like saying things are more expensive on the interstate. Same with the range. Uh, Vanessa says prices in Connecticut are always high. Vain Insanity says, uh, talking to the Scottish American, I hear you, bro. It's what a man loves to get away from it all. Defense Dad says, I almost bought a Taurus Airweight 357 about a year ago, but decided to put off wrist surgery. It was used for like 125 Yeah, I haven't shot this yet. I know it's going to kick. But, uh, it's got the Hogue Tamer grips on it, so I can get a good grip on it. I like the feel of it. I've dry-fired it several times. And uh, I do need to take it to the range and get a feel for what it's like. And, you know, you're going to have to have two hands on it and get a good grip. And, yeah, it's going to buck that's, a little. I don't think it'll be that bad. That's just a thirty-eight Special, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not that bad. No, it's not like it's, I'm shooting 357. Yeah, it, it'll be just like your Taurus. But I wanted one. I wanted one that was hammerless. So if I wanted to pocket carry, I could. And so I've always liked the LCRs. I like the triggers in them. They're pretty smooth. And as far as... Uh, Double action only. That doesn't bother me. Actually, I've dry fired it a few times. You can stage that trigger pretty easily if you want to. So, uh, and, you know, not having a hammer. Yes, my other revolver does have a hammer, and it's much easier to shoot in single action. But realistically, in a self-defense scenario, are you going to be able to do that? Might not have time. So, uh, I just, I've always, I've had my eye on one of these, something like this, either that or a Smith & Wesson. I've looked at those two. I just can't get over the Hillary hole on the Smith & Wesson revolvers. That, that, and they're a little bit more expensive. No, uh, Vanessa said, oh, go ahead, sorry. So I don't know what your Taurus 85 is like, but in single action, that thing is like just a hair trigger. It it didn't take much at all. Yeah, the 85's pretty darn sweet. And my my LCR that I have in 22 Magnum, yeah, in single action, it's pretty much a hair trigger too. And I shoot a lot better at single action, don't get me wrong. If I'm shooting at targets, I'm definitely going to do better in single action. But I think it'd do me good to get used to uh, used to the double action. Yeah, I bought the uh, Ruger SP-101 before I got the, the Taurus. So I was, and that trigger is like really heavy. I even put a different uh, mainspring hammer spring in it to lighten it up and then I got that Taurus 85 and it was like night and day difference even after I changed the spring yeah 
Now the SP one hundred one. That's what. That's what Snob says I need to get. And it could happen one of these days. I'll They're still keep nice. my eye out. It's pretty. That's for darn sure. This gun I bought yesterday, as far as pretty goes, I wouldn't classify it as a pretty gun. <laughs> it's a. It's an LCR. You've seen one LCR. You've seen them all. Uh, that's just a get her done gun. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a snub nose. I didn't buy it to shoot lights out at the range or anything like that. I've got other guns for that. But uh, this is just a pocket carry Every once in a while type thing just for, you know, or maybe a desk gun or something like that. Just something to vary up every once in a while. It's not going to replace my P365. Uh, not at all. Some days maybe, but not every day. What, uh, mag, but that, what, mag, uh, what mag do you carry in that 365? The 10 or do you carry it with a 12? I carry it with a 10. I have the 12, but I usually carry that as my spare. Now, I know some people do it the opposite way. They carry the 12 and keep 10 as a spare. I carry the 12 and I have a 15 for a spare. So I've never come across a 15. And uh, I wouldn't have come across the 12 except uh, Ohio 45 ACP actually sent that to me. As a present, it was a surprise present when I, he found out I got a 365 because he had he had bought three brand new and uh, had an extra one, so he was nice enough to package that up and send it to me. So because they were pretty hard to come across at the time. Yeah. Uh, I've tried carrying it both ways. To me, it sticks out just a little more with the 12. Then it does the 10. The I IWB. Don't, I don't worry history, about printing. You don't worry about it? I don't yeah. really either. Uh, it wouldn't bother me to carry the 12. It's just, I just do carry the 10. Don't ask me why. Uh, but I did find out when I was at Nebraska Shooters that if I let's see if I can say this correctly maybe not I know that when I um, I was shooting the 10 round mag and I tried to put the 12 round mag in and it would not go in and stay seated unless I had the action open. So if the slide was forward, I couldn't slam that 12-rounder up in there. So I had to lock the mag back and then slam it up and then let the mag go forward, which, of course, you would normally do when you're changing mags anyway. For some reason, my slide had went forward, and that fully loaded 12-round mag would not go up in there. You wouldn't have a problem if you loaded it one round short but I guess it was just tight enough for that 12th round in there it yeah. wouldn't allow it to go up in there if you ran into that no 
I don't know, just maybe the spring in the mag is just so tight. That could it be. Might, it might loosen up. That could be because I haven't I haven't worked it too much. I mean, I always keep it full, but yeah, you if you're going to loosen up a mag spring, you have to go up and down with it several times. Yeah. Actually shoot it, so. That is true. Okay, so uh, Vanessa says my 44 mag at the indoor range clears the range out fast. Uh, Smeggy used to shoot sporting clays. It's like golf for shotguns. Never done that. Hmm. Gunmetal Guy says Gizzard having multiple ranges here in the city not always a benefit. They need a daily app to keep up with daily rule changes on a whim they change. Very frustrating. That would be frustrating. Now, Scottish American says, I am blessed to be able to open the door and fire off some rounds. Reloading has increased. I'll bet it has. Block 9 says, in the country, all you have to own is 10 acres to shoot handguns in Texas, but you have to put a backstop of dirt or something behind it. It's probably a good idea. Uh, Smeggy says you don't really save money by reloading, but you do shoot more for the same money. Fair enough. Vanessa says I use cross-stitch on my leather cannon bottle holders. Uh, Brian Bridges is out there putting out the hashtag for the drawing. Uh, Defense Dad said the Taurus was the polymer frame one that I was talking about, and it was a 357 Magnum. Yeah, that one might might make your wrist a little sore. Uh, PA Reloader says the indoor range by me lets you rent guns that you may want to purchase for $12 for the rental. And then you need to buy their ammo. It gets pretty expensive even before you find the right gun. Yeah, my indoor range has a few rentals. I think they're like $10. And yes, they do make you use their ammo. But it's cheaper than buying a gun and finding out you don't like it. That's for sure. Uh, my sore bicep says that LCR is nice with CT laser grips if you can find them. Actually, I looked at the sights last night. They're really not that bad. I mean, they're revolver sights, of course, but not horrible. Pretty decent sight picture. Uh, Vanessa says the range at the gun store lets me bring in my ammo rather than always needing to buy theirs. They don't let most do that. Now, my indoor range, if you're just shooting your own guns, they will let you bring your own ammo, but they encourage you, of course, to buy it there. But they're expensive. Let's see. Gunmetal Guy USA says, I've got a lot of incentive to start reloading from these and other chats. Just need to facilitate an out-of-town friend to coast, coast store supplies. Taking gear in and out of apartment garners looky-loos. Yeah, that's true. I know the few times I've had to load and unload my ammo here. 
I'm going up and down the stairs with uh, gun cases and uh, ammo cans. I'm sure anybody sees me going up and down the stairs, it probably looks like I'm preparing for Armageddon up here. But Let's see. Vanessa says, I'm getting worried over my left eye. The distortions and vision in it increasing. Yeah. So, uh, my sore bicep says, now Gary will have the LCR clink, clink transfer bar noise when he walks. Yeah, I've noticed that annoying little noise. I wasn't... I wasn't real familiar with it, but yeah, at first I thought there was something wrong with it. Then I did some looking online. That's evidently a fairly common complaint about the LCRs. They do sound like they have a little bit of a clinking noise. But uh, if it's if it's in a pocket holster inside my pocket, I don't think anybody's going to hear it clink. Uh, let's see. Block 9 says, Range USA, formerly shoot point blank, out of Ohio, is $22 for two people on Wednesdays and Fridays, $17 for seniors on Monday. They have multiple locations in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, Smeggy is now on the panel. Good morning, Smeggy. Hey, how's it going, guys? And it's going. Uh, Vane Insanity says, Hey, Gary, ever hear of the 12-gauge meat mallet round or the explosion rounds besides PDX Defender rounds? Very powerful rounds. Reminded me of Underwood, kind of. No, I have not heard of the meat mallet round. Hmm. I have shot the PDX Defenders. Let's see. M. Gabriel is out there saying good morning. Uh, Defense Dad says, Gary, you should come up August 14th and go to the VFW fundraiser at Nebraska Shooters with me. $60 entry that pays for all the ammo and the gun use. It's always a good time. Well, I have to think about that. August 14th. Yeah, remind me. Uh, that's only three weeks away, but hey, maybe, definite maybe. Absolutely, definitely, maybe, for sure. Well, I hate to tell people, sure, and then something come up, or I forgot I had something scheduled that day or whatever. I don't have my calendar in front of me, so. Uh, Block 9 said, yes, I bought my uh, G48 and took classes and got my license to carry from them. Really nice place in North Richland Hills. Chris from the 740 is out there. Good morning, Chris. Brian Bridges is out there. Uh, let's see. I'm behind in the chat a little bit. I just want to look at this. If you go back to that comment, Brian says, Good morning, all at Smeggy. So, are you saying morning to everybody or just me? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I mean, if he's saying it to just me, then you know I feel honored. But if he's saying it to everybody, but then also mentions me, I feel slighted. 
I was gonna say, aren't you part of everybody? I would think so. I don't. I don't know. I just. <laughs> so, uh, Smeggy, you're also saying that you know of an LGS that if you rent a gun before you buy it, they take that money off the price of the gun. That's fair. Be nice. Yeah, and actually, you can you can do it. I think it's up to like three rental things. So the idea of it is, let's say you go in there and, and like three different times, because they're also one of the places. If you if you rent a gun, and you know it's indoor range, charged by like the hour or whatever. During that hour, like you can shoot as many rental guns as you want. You just go back, you like bring the one out, and they give you a different one. And so if you do that like three different times, you can take all three of those trips off the price of the gun. And that's that's a rental and ammo price. So it's like sometimes, heck, you can go to the range and rent a gun three different times and then end up buying a gun and it's it's already half off. (laughs) I was going to say, does anybody game that? system a little bit I, I I would think you would if you saw something you liked it's like let me rent this I'll be in tomorrow and rent it again <laughs> yeah I, I don't know maybe but they're I, I just I like the idea of it because the whole point is we're going to let you try a bunch of different stuff so by the time you do end up buying a gun you know you're you know you're happy with it because you've had a chance to do other comparables and pick the one you want and I don't know, maybe there's something it's like you can only do it once a month or only on your first gun or what. I don't know if the, what the fine print was. I just remember them saying that. And I did end up getting my gun from them like a long time ago. The first, actually, first hand gun I ever bought. Well, it's kind of a win-win for them. I mean, realistically, they're still getting their money and uh, they're just letting you shoot it you know, shoot it for free a few times, but it's, they're going to get their sale. So uh, they're going to make their money regardless. So. Yeah. And it it builds that, well, these guys are nice for doing it. So now that I have the new thing, like what range are you going to go to? Probably the one that helped you out and helped you pick the thing you want in the first place. Heck yeah. They they seem to kind of cater to the, the first timer, like just talking with them or whatever, they're pretty used to talking to people that don't know a lot about guns. There's only one dude in there who's a jerk. And it's one of those like, man, I hope no one talks to him the first time because then they're going to think everyone's a bunch of cranky fuds. To me, those shops and the shop that my main shop I go to is that way. They will spend the time with a first timer and stuff, but that just encourages people to keep coming in. If they're treated nicely, if they go to buy a second gun or they go to buy ammo, they're more than likely going to come back to that gun shop when they want to buy accessories. That's where they're going to look for it. Yeah, and, and especially having a, a range on site too. Like that's you're definitely going to encourage coming back. So that's, more that's so, the range that that had a. Uh, ladies night which i i really enjoy the just the idea of it they'll do it's it's pretty cheap but it's like for women only and they only have women instructors and you do like a half hour in the classroom and then i don't know it's like a half hour an hour on the range but the price of it includes a rental gun if you need one 
and I think like the first box of ammo, and then you have to buy more if you're, you know, renting their guns. Oh yeah. But I just, I, I really liked it because um, my ex went with her mom and her aunt a couple times, and like the first time, everyone has to sit through the class. It's a basic like safety and like super, you know, super super basic. But if you've been to that before, then the next time you just show up a half hour later. So you, you skip the class part. You can still get the rental or if you want one, or you can bring your own stuff. But the thing is that the instructors, they're kind of like walking up and down the range and you're getting um, not one-on-one because there's other people, but like you're getting firsthand like training, like actual just like tips and tricks or whatever. And I find that for some women, it's, they don't want some dude like yelling at them, telling them how to do stuff. So they like that it has female instructors as well. So real quick, Warsaw brings up, have you heard the LAPD have announced they are no longer enforcing the so-called high-capacity magazine ban? California is slowly coming back to life for 2A. Yes, I did hear that yesterday, and then I see that Guns and Gadgets just released a video on the same thing. So that's good news for 2A as far as I'm concerned. Definitely good news out there in California. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a baby step, but uh, like I won't say it's a bad thing, but I'm not going to throw a parade for it. Is The problem is, for one, it's just L.A., so it's not like the whole state did that. And for two, whenever they do that selective enforcement stuff, it, it, they could change their mind overnight. So you get used to it of like, oh, they don't care. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, like recreational marijuana or something, like decriminalizing it. They're like, okay, you can do it wherever, no one cares. And they could just change their mind tomorrow, like, not nah, still illegal, we're going to bust you for it. So you get used to it, you start getting, you know, complacent, and then all of a sudden you get in trouble. Yeah, you got a point there. Uh, bending ballistics is out there. What's going on, you tactical turkeys? Uh, let's see. Trying to see what else is going on. Bending Ballistics says we grant firearms at our shop. Okay, I'm... Yes, okay. Let's see. Uh, Scottish American says building your customer base through great and repeatable service is the key. Absolutely. I'm sorry you were getting ready to say something. Oh, yeah, sorry. I just, um, you got me thinking about like indoor ranges and gun shops and stuff, but mm-hmm. there was one range that I went to and they ended up changing it. So I was kind of bummed out about it, but they had basically like two different like shooting rooms. I think there was like five or six lanes in each one. So not like a huge range, but okay, 10 lanes worth. That's pretty good. Um, but anyways, one of them was just regular paper targets. Like you would picture any indoor range, but the other one was all, like metal targets. And the only catch on that was that you had to buy, like it wasn't more expensive to shoot at the metal range, but you had to buy like frangible ammo, which was a little more expensive. I can't imagine what it is now, but um, they ended up like, it was, it was super fun. Cause it, that range you could shoot like across the lanes or whatever. Like they had a couple of dueling trees and they had a plate rack that went from like one wall to the other and it was set up on an, like a pneumatic system. 
and the plates would pop back up, but randomly. So you could either like just shoot the one right in front of you. So I used to like doing it, shoot the one in front of me and then like, you know, put the gun down at like low ready. And then basically you don't know when it's going to pop back up, but as soon as it does try and come back up on target and shoot it like as fast as you can, or you can try and shoot them all down and then keep them all down. And sometimes you get two or three of them pop up almost at the same time. And other times you're sitting there for 30 seconds and like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden like pop, pop, pop. And you're like, Oh crap. I'm moving back and forth. That sounds so, cool. I thought that was, a, <laughs> that was a really cool feature to have. And they had some, uh, some other like swinging metal target. Like there was a, like a hostage target. But when you shoot like the, you know, basically like the headshot on the bad guy, it like flips around to the other side. Like, yeah. so it, it goes back and forth and you try not to hit like the hostage, obviously. Yeah, but they, they got rid of it because what they, what they found was that like, I don't know, 80% or 90% of the people wanted to just shoot on the paper range. So now it's like, okay, we really only have five lanes worth of income and the other the other range is just sitting empty all the time. So uh, Clint Torres has joined us this morning. Uh, PA Reloader was asking, does anyone know of a gunsmithing school that is reasonably priced, and how long do you need to do it before you can start your own business? And there's been a couple responses back to him on that. Uh, Bending Ballistics offering advice. Uh, uh, Vain Insanity bringing up uh, Sonora Desert Institute. Uh, so, uh, Bending Ballistics says, technically, you don't have to go to school to start your own shop. Working on firearms is easy. It's adult Legos to some people. Uh, and it depends on what services you're offering. I mean, if you're just swapping out sites or whatever, yeah, you can figure that kind of stuff out. But there's other stuff that's basically blacksmithing. Like if you're trying to hand fit something and you're you have to like really understand what you're doing. And even something as simple as cutting down a shotgun barrel, which I did one time. Uh, that's uh, fairly exacting work. And if you want it to look nice afterwards, you have to go to an awful lot of trouble uh, getting everything sanded down, just sewn and re -blued. Is it possible? <clears throat> yeah, definitely is. But it's, you want to take the care to do it right. So, uh, anyway, yeah, and I have changed out a, uh, changed out a trigger one time in a gun. I thought I was going to have to give up and take it into a gunsmith to get the new one put in because getting the spring in the right place was challenging to say the least, but I did finally get it. So, yeah, M. Gabriel says, if you're a shade tree gunsmith, there will be a lot of springs in your yard. That's probably true. 
And so I, I find whenever doing something like that, right, where you're like trying to hold like three pieces at once and it keeps popping out or you keep losing things or whatever. As soon as you've like basically decided to give up and you try one more time, that's the time that you end up getting it. So I always try and like double bluff myself, like on the, you know, try it the first time. Oh crap, didn't work. And then knowing that I'm lying to myself, I go, okay, if I don't get it this time, I'm giving up. And then hopefully it'll work that time. Okay. So, uh, bending ballistics says, Gary, do you have PA's contact? If so, can you send him mine? I do not. However, if PA Reloader wants to email me at info, I-N-F-O, at gizzardgary.com, I'd be glad to email him back and uh, give him your contact info, if he so chooses to. Uh, Clovertech is out there, and he says, Many times there is simply a trick to it when working on something. Boy, that's true. If you could have somebody tell you, Oh, well, when you're doing this, hold this just so, and it's much easier. That's very true. And, uh, yeah, what you said about the spring thing was more or less true. I'd just about given up, and I gave it about one or two more tries. It's like I finally got it. And so, hey, I think I got this working. I put it back together, and it actually functions i had no parts left over it's like i think i did this now i did have a video right next to me of a guy showing me how to do it and i had that on my ipad so i could sit and watch it but you know looking at somebody do things and then you doing it with your own fingers depending on how limber you are and how what kind of dexterity you have with your hands it's not exactly a piece of cake. Plus, a lot of times those videos, they're taken at an angle to where you think you can kind of see it right, but uh, until you've actually held the thing in your hands and done it. But when I had it all, when it was all said and done, I was pretty proud of myself for accomplishing something like that anyway. It's like, well, it's not impossible. I did actually do it. So <laughs> it's like maybe I'm not totally useless after all. Well, yeah, and now now you've learned like now you've learned a new skill and maybe you developed a trick or whatever that works for your hands, for your thing, for your setup. And so next time it'll be easier. And I feel like that's with gunsmithing, like experience is really the biggest thing you can be taught how to do something a million times, but you have to do it a couple times to actually, you know, get, get good at it. Yeah. It's like taking your AR apart and putting it back together. Uh, once you've done it a couple times, it just kind of clicks in your head. Oh, this is how all this goes together. This is how it all works. And it kind of, Helps you to troubleshoot. It helps you to understand what what works well and what doesn't work well. And in ARs, you kind of get the idea, and it teaches you a lot just how firearms work in general, having all that stuff in front of you. So having your hands on there and uh, 
So PA Reloader says, can you put your email in the side chat? I missed it. Yes, I can. I will do that for you, sir. Yeah, that's it. I always recommend people build their own AR. So that's, I, I've built three, all, all for different people, but uh, one for myself, one for my dad, and then one with my ex's dad. But I, uh, like that's, I, I totally recommend doing that because even even the one that I built for myself, after a little bit, I decided, well, now I want like a different safety. I want a different mag release. So because I had put it together the first time, I knew how to take it apart and put in the new pieces. So Clovertech says a lot of folks try to work on things without the proper tools. So that is important too. Real Avid and Wheeler are some of the more reasonably priced tools out there. Yeah, a good set of picks comes in handy. It has different uh, degrees of bends in them. Because I did did a trigger once and I, I used a pick that has a, a bend in it. I actually had to bend it a little bit more on the very tip in the opposite direction just to hang on to the spring. Okay, so I'm sending a link to somebody here. Hopefully this will work. Bending Ballistics would like a link. So that's on its way. And we are at uh, 10.43 a.m., so we've got a giveaway here in about 17 minutes. If you want to get in on that giveaway, just a reminder, type in hashtag EBC143. And now here is Bending Ballistics. Hello? Everybody hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay. So, all right. So I want to kind of try to answer some questions for PA Reloader, and it's going to be easier doing it this way while I'm here. Like, what kind of stuff is he wanting to learn? So, this is kind of like directed straight to PA Reloader. Because there's a lot of stuff that I can kind of like break down how to do it here. You know what I mean? If we could just get PA Reloader in here, we could have you two talking to each other. I mean, you could. I could. If he'd want to jump in the chat, he's welcome to. All he has to do is send me an email. And does Bending Ballistics will do, bud? Okay. So we'll either get text or we'll get him in here, one or the other. Well, we'll get it done. We're here to bring people together. One of the things we do. I'm hearing a, seeing a lot of talk about picks out there. Yeah, but, I mean, there's different grades of picks. Like I use um between plastic picks and like surgical grade dental picks. So it really depends on what I'm working on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have the plastic ones. I don't have any good metal ones though. <laughs> The metal ones you got to be careful with. Um, it takes a good feel of the hand, knowing that you're not gouging metal. 
even though it's a soft metal. I mean, it still takes a good fill of the hand, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, it's like using a fillet knife to cut a steak. Like, you gotta fill it out just right. Yeah, you don't want to do any damage, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. I mean, and that's the thing with this. Like, it sounds like it's really big rocket science, and it's it's so simple, like, how to do it. And Like, after I did all my classes through SDI and um, the School of American Rifle, I still went apprenticed under two different people for over a year and learned more. That can so, never hurt. No, and I mean, so like SDI, it's a great program. Don't get me wrong. I learned a lot of stuff at SDI. However, in School of American Rifle, I learned a lot through those guys too. But there's a different feel when you're learning as an apprentice on what you can really truly do. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, the machining aspect of it alone, like sitting in a classroom, that's cool and all, but you're not truly learning how to machine in a classroom. You're not learning how to set up a lathe or a reamer or anything like that. That comes by finding the guy that's willing to let you learn. So, I mean, it is what it is there. I learned from two of the best gunsmiths in the country from my I think, apprenticeship. I think my first experience doing anything that was kind of iffy was when I got my first pistol, which was a Taurus TCP. And it it had an annoying habit of uh, hanging up a little bit on certain cartridges. And uh, it turned out that the issue was that, uh, and it wasn't locking the slide back correctly. It had to do with there's a little metal tab that comes out on the side and engages that magazine follower. And it was big enough that it is actually too big for its function. And it was sometimes catching some of the cartridges as they were being fed up out of the magazine and causing them to misfeed. Mm -hmm. And I read some uh, forums that suggested getting in there. And uh, it was kind of squared off on the end of this tab. And uh, the fix was to gently grind off one of the corners just a little bit and round it off with mm -hmm. a uh, with a Dremel, which mm -hmm. I actually went in and did, and uh, it was successful. It actually fixed the issues, but yeah, you had you had a very small area to work in, so you had to be very exacting with your work, and you didn't want to take too much off at one time, or you could, you know, cause it not to function correctly, but. Uh, I watched, uh, I looked at picture after picture of the way that thing should look, and I was real careful and got in there and did it. So that was my first experience in, I guess, what I'd call gunsmithing. 
And uh, then when I went to cut down my shotgun barrel, I got uh, I watched several videos, you know, first cautioning you to be very careful and measure two or three times to make sure you're not cutting it too short. And uh, so I, I was really nervous about that. And I'm, I did. I measured it two or three times, marked it, uh, cut it off with a fine hacksaw blade, and then polished, sanded, and dremeled out the inside and the outside a little bit, put a nice little bit of a, you know, a curve on the inside and the outside of it. Got a little crown. A little crown, and I went with uh, fine grain, then finer grain, finer grain until I got it smooth so I could re blue it. And there not be any marks on there. And yeah. uh, that turned out looking really nice. And then putting the bead sight back on was another fun thing entirely, getting that lined up correctly. Oh, yeah. Should... Putting on bead sides or bead sights, sorry. Um, that gets to be a little strenuous because a lot of people don't realize how easy it is to mess up putting on a bead sight. It looks like it's simple, but it can be very strenuous doing it. I I do not enjoy putting on bead sights at all. <laughs> but I bought a kit from Brownells that had the bit and the the die to go in and put the threads in. Mm -hmm. Plus, it came with the bead sights. It all came as a kit, and that's definitely if you're brave enough to do it, that's the way to go. Uh, and like I say, make sure you get everything lined up and then give it a shot. Now, it took me a couple tries. The bad thing was with the bead sights, they were long enough that you had to go in and cut a little bit of the end off so they wouldn't stick down through mm -hmm. and be an obstruction in the barrel. And luckily it came with two because the first time I cut it too short and I couldn't get it to thread ends. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's why they put in two because everybody screws up the first time. Uh, I mean, yeah, when I first did my first sets of bead sights on old shotguns and new shotguns of guys that just broke off their beads and stuff, I can't tell you how many of them I messed up. I honestly cannot tell you. But... It was while I was still apprenticing, and the guys I was apprenticing under, they expected me to mess up, but they were there to coach me through it and help me through it. I mean, it's really easy to mess them up. I think one of the tougher parts about putting a bead side on is to make sure you're not going to scratch your barrel trying to get that thing on there tight. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the tricks that was suggested to me was just to put a couple pieces of masking tape around there so uh, if you do happen to contact the barrel you're contacting the tape and not the barrel itself so oh yeah like now i silver solder on bead sights um after i've screwed them in i silver solder them now which is a whole nother art that is kind of of a lost art in the firearms world nobody really silver solders anymore now, Clovertech says, leave the thread long, use a small chisel, put that in the barrel after you screw it in, and smack it with a hammer. It'll snap off perfectly. Mm. He's He is right about that, but the only, I mean, there's 
guys that have done it that way for years and I don't knock anybody that does it that way or does it the way that you do it or the way that I do it because there's 10 different ways to skin a deer and just because the way that I do it works for me and the way you do it works for you and the way Clovertack does it works for him it all works the same we all get the same end result that's the great thing about gunsmithing there's so many different ways to do the same task and everybody's got their own little groove. <laughs> well, what I think is cool about it is every time I pick up that shotgun now and look at it, I look at the job I did and <clears throat> not to brag. I mean, I'm sure people could do just as good, if not better. But I can look at that and say, I did that. And uh, yeah. I got brave and I dove in and I actually did it. And I didn't, I didn't think I could, but I actually made it look halfway decent. So, so I, I want to pride in that. Yeah. I want to address a comment in here if I can, if that's okay. Well, um, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Clitorius or Clitoris or Clitorius, what, however you say his name. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to assume it's Clitorius, but. Um, that's okay can find them anyways um <laughs> that's great um napa talking about the pin it's the next comment up where he's talking about um punches from napa yeah so you can everybody i'm assuming just about everybody has a harbor freight near them or a walmart near them you can pick up punches at walmart and harbor freight also and are they Napa quality? No, but you do wear out punches. I mean, it happens. I've worn out punches. I've broke punches and things like that. So, like, I'm always, if I'm at Harbor Freight or I'm at Walmart, I'm always picking up extra packs of punches because it's one of those things that you never know when you need it. And I use punches for about everything. Yeah, my punches came from Walmart, too. Um, yeah, I mean, the real avid stuff, it's great. Um, um, real avid stuff is great. I love real avid stuff. Don't get me wrong, I love it. I'm a big proponent of real avid. I'm a big proponent of Wheeler. But there's also sometimes that... Is it always better to have the name brand stuff when you can have an off-brand that costs you a third of the money that you're eventually going to wear out or break or bend or something like that. I don't know. So Clovertech says, when you talk about not messing stuff up, you can buy pliers and gripping tools with plastic and also rubber jaws. Those are very nice to have. And then he yeah. also says, I have a big set of old school craftsman punches that still have not worn out. I have had to grind and file where the edges start to feather out, but that is it. So that's what I consider them at the point of just worn out. It's a little wasteful. I won't argue with anybody that says that's wasteful doing that. But that's when I consider them worn out. And I buy cheap punches anyways. So I just toss the punch and get a new set. That's just me. So um. M. Gabriel says, brass punches, get punches until you are saturated. Um, 
brass punches, they're great for certain things, but it's a very soft metal. So if you have to use a punch on a, a heavier metal and like some of these older shotguns or older lever action rifles, I mean, you're, you're going to burr and you're going to bend that brass punch because it's a soft metal. That's good advice. Let's see. Uh, Clover Texas star it punches are tanks, but worth it too. Problem I get with cheap punches is that they feather and slip at the worst time and or break or bend way easier. I, I don't disagree with his statement on that. Um, but it's the attribute of you get what you pay for with cheap punches, and I won't argue with anybody on that. It's almost like you have to kind of find the balance between like cheap and okay versus like really expensive and really nice. Like I wouldn't get punches from the dollar store. Those things would probably break the first time you hit it. But if you get punches that are a couple of bucks versus being 50 bucks, like that, you know, you're going to have to replace them sooner, but maybe that's okay for you. I, I don't disagree with that, but the other side of that coin is why not just get Mako punches or snap-on punches? That way, if you break it or you flare it or whatever, you just get a new set from snap-on and Mako, and you pay once, cry once. You know what I mean? Like, there's two sides to every coin on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's my whole toolbox is, like, half really nice like professional grade tools and the other half is cheap crap and i i use accordingly this is not necessarily just gunsmithing but just in general right like i have a nice set of screwdrivers and i have a crappy set of screwdrivers yeah i mean that's the thing about it is you're gonna have really good tools that you absolutely love and then you're gonna have tools that are just crap i mean it's the So Clovertech says cheap tools just depends on the job at hand. If you 100% need to rely on them, don't go cheap. If it is for normal light odd jobs, cheap works fine. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with his statement by any stretch of the imagination. I don't disagree with him. But I mean, I use so many punches and cutting barrels and Stuff like that. I mean, even the reamers I use, they're $115 a year, uh, reamer, and I've worn out multiple reamers, and that's the average price of a reamer. So, I mean, tools wear out. I mean, it happens. It's inevitable. That's true. Real quick, uh, C4 Defense Sarge is out there. Morning, Sarge. Or in your case, it's afternoon now. So we are into our number three of the show, and before we get before we get going too far with this, let me uh, do a little bit of uh, advertisement for gearwebsites.com. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com. All right, so that is gearwebsites.com. I've got plenty of patches and stickers from gear websites. 
definitely every second matters stuff, which is coming up here in about a week or so. so is uh, is Gear Websites? Is that G Webs? Yes, it is. Okay, I didn't know what his website was. Well, he's got uh, gun websites that he uses for a lot of his projects, but Gear Websites is his store. Nice. So, yeah, he has lots of patches, stickers. He even has T-shirts and stuff. There are collectibles like, oh, I've got decks of Old West playing cards and uh, <laughs> Firearms Inventors playing cards and stuff like that. Kind of That's unique, cool. cool stuff. So It's kind of like that niche market of vintage-style stuff. Yeah, it definitely is. He has patches that he's designed and stuff like that that are really cool. So That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is, and he's a great supporter of the Second Amendment. And if it wasn't for G-Webs, I wouldn't be here. Many of us wouldn't be here because back in the day, we joined gunchannels.com to become part of a community. And within that, they encouraged people to pick up the camera and you know, record your own videos. Don't just watch them. Put your own up there. You know, people might want to watch them. And a lot of YouTubers got started because of G-Webs. So nice. uh, that's how I met a lot of these people like CloverTech and uh, even C4 Defense and Gunstob and a lot of those people. We all met on gun channels and eventually started channels of our own and you just never know. I remember when I got my first dozen or so subs, I thought that was pretty cool. I was pretty excited when I got to 100. It took me a few years to get to 1,000. And uh, for the life of me, I don't know why anybody would want to watch one of my videos, but people do. So Smeggy is showing you some uh, things that come from gear websites on the screen there. Nice. Yeah, we got some super collectible doggy patches. Chairs against the wall. Ooh, the bacon Over pancakes. Patches. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, bacon pancakes. That's awesome. Gun Channel's logo. Every second matters. Yeah, you got to have the every second matter. Ooh, stripper clips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was coming in here to find my uh, fourth box. Talking about the playing cards. Uh, there's a playing card. Oh, the 2A History Project. I forgot about Old West guns. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you know what's cool about this deck of Old West playing cards? I think it's this one. This is the prototype deck. Oh, neat. Think. Gosh, how many of those do you have? Wow. I mean, a box worth. Let's see. That's this is the production run. This is the prototype run. So, firearm inventors. Yeah, those are. Cool. I've got those. Oh, the Visual Kalashnikov Recognition deck. Yeah, that I don't have. 
I have a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> you might have a couple. I I might have a, a couple. <laughs> Gunmetal Guy USA says, geez, that's why they were out of stock all the darn time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, this is just because I hope I dump DJ's patches on the ground. Um, this is because I jumped in on a lot of the the crowdfunding ones, like right when they started. We normally had like an early bird special for like a whole box or whatever. But now I can't get this back in here. Uh-oh. Oh, it was sideways. That's why. Okay. See, Clover Tech and I know a lot of the same people, but I don't think I've ever talked to Clover Tech other than just on chats where him and I know the same people. I've not other only than... talked to him, I've met him in person several times. Good guy. Yeah, him and I know a lot of the same people. And follow a lot of the same people, but other than that, we've never really crossed paths. Other than that, him and I had a discussion about six five Grindle versus three hundred Blackout. Um, that was an interesting conversation. What's going on? Oh, there we go. There's some different things. All the little miniature decks. Oh yeah, we we had decks made up with different uh, gun channels, uh, channel logos and stuff. There's actually a few out there with my channel logo on them. That's that's what I'm looking for. I'm wondering if maybe you're in a different. Uh, there's a few different runs. Yeah. Bacon pancakes. He sent me a few, so. Yeah, I know Yankee Marshall. There's a Gizzard Gary one right there. Yeah. That's me, too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one thing G-Webs was good about is keeping the community involved with each other and stuff like that. And then we would get together and meet at, uh, like, uh, the Wanamaker Gun Show. And we actually had meetups for... One, One time, time in 2018, we actually, we actually had, had 30, 30 people all staying in the same hotel and stuff. That was great. That's pretty cool. It's great to see the community come together like that. And now it's so divided. It's It hurts to see how divided it is now. Uh, I don't <laughs> I mean, I get your point. All right, that's cool. I think we're getting some feedback on bending ballistics. You get a little bit of an echo there. There we go. Yeah, it's me. I run everything off my cell phone. So if I don't have it in my cell phone holder where I do my live streams, um, we get a little bit of feedback. I don't know why. Hmm. But uh, let's see. Gunmetal Guy USA says the enthusiasm of this community fighting for 2A is totally infectious and honorable. Okay. 
Let's see, he also says, I'm joshing. Smeggy is an old head in this swag 2A thing, just like you, Clovertech, et cetera, the 2A old G's. Yeah, I've actually got back behind me, and I doubt you'd be able to see it. Back over my head right there is a whole uh, patch panel of nothing but gear website stuff. Now, I have plenty of other patches, too. I don't normally run my cam on this show, but sometimes you got to show things. So. Not that I'm bragging. I can remember when I got, I made my first patch panel. I actually took an old picture frame and I glued a piece of felt to the glass and put it back in there and made a small patch panel. And I owned a sum total of four patches. And I thought that was so cool to hang on my wall. And then before you know it, it was six and then it was eight. Before you know it, there were too many to fit on there. I had to buy a big patch panel. And for a year or two, I just had that one. Then after traveling to various places, I filled that up to where now I have a total of four patch panels in this uh, studio. And I could easily put up one or two more. <laughs> Where'd you get your patch panels at? I've been looking for some. Uh, I've bought mine off Amazon. Gotcha. I got a bunch of patches from different matches and different companies that I want to put in my vault. I'm at the closing steps of my vault. It's almost finished. So, uh, if you go... If you go to my description of this chat or any of my chats, there are Amazon links about two-thirds of the way down in the description. And uh, one of them, I believe, is the decor, Amazon list of decor in my studio. And if you go there, there should be links to the two or three patch panels that I've bought off Amazon if you're interested in having what I have or just go search for patch panels out there on Amazon you'll find several and oh, yeah. one of them that I actually have the uh, the gear website stuff on is actually a patch panel that gear website sold they don't have them anymore because his sewing machine broke but he had made these patch panels up and then sewed the gear website's logo into the corner. And those are super awesome. Now, New York Outcast is out there, and he says they're easy to make. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says morale patches are the gateway drug to 2A swag addiction. No doubt. First it was stickers, then it was the patches. That's about bad enough. I actually had to have my own patches made finally, so because people people wanted them, so I had a hundred of them made. Surprisingly, you can you can get them made. They're not real cheap, but you can get them made for a decent price if you shop around. Uh, I, I had mine made from a place called Toxic Patch Company, and you can contact them on the Instagrams. That's 
There are a number of us that had them make patches. There are others. Uh, some people go through Owl and Anchor. It's another good company. So uh, if you want to have morale patches made up. Since Rob D's out there, let's go ahead and talk about a little project he's got going on that we call R&L Displays. R&L Displays creates beautifully handcrafted wooden firearm display kits that give you endless options to display your firearms in different ways. With an interchangeable magazine design, you can effortlessly go from a wall mount firearm display to a desk or table stand. Also now available are pistol display stands. All products are handcrafted in New York, USA. So remember, visit rndldisplays.com. That's R-N-D-L, R-A-N-D-L, displays.com for my uh, audio or podcast listeners. And use code GIZZARDGARY without any spaces for 15% off your order. I see uh, we not only have New York Outcast out there, but we also have this guy that is called New Jersey Outcast. So we have all kinds of outcasts out there. We had an Illinois outcast out there earlier. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, we got all kinds of outcasts out there. So, so uh, Vain Insanity says, and Gary, I agree on the 2A swag. I got to pick up merch. I have two Coleon Noir shirts as they are comfy, but I'll buy some of your guys' merch soon. Agorizer is out there. Says hello, chicken chatters. Wow, got some new people coming in. All right, Gary, I I sent you a picture. You sent me a picture. Well, let's go look at it. You, you did. did. All right. All right, Gary. I'm going to jump off here. Okay. Well, okay. thanks for uh, coming in, Danny Ballistics. Always good to have you. Yes, sir. And I will catch you guys next time. All right. All right. Take care. All right, so take a look at this. This is a Gun Channel's holster. That is cool. I've never seen this one before, I don't think. That was that was uh, early in my hobby. And uh, back in the Gun Channel days, he had a page where he, he would uh, sell things. And, you, and I sent that to G so he could auction it off. So you can make a little money for the channel. And uh, wow, the I haven't seen the guy lately that ended up with it uh, roosted. Oh yeah, That's, I have a every second matters holster. That is just too awesome. Oh. I haven't seen that guy around in a while. You, dude, was just getting into like making holsters and stuff and doing leather work. Is that and a J frame holster? Yeah, that's for the Taurus 85. Yeah. Nice. Very unique. We were talking about the. Gun channels a little bit ago, so I figured I'd send that to you. Yeah, I still 
to me, gun channels will always be a thing. I mean, I've still got all of my gun channels patches. I've got, I think, every color they ever offered I have. Plus, I have the Ranger Eyes set. And uh, I even have some of the old original sewn patches that he ended up selling later. or actually gave those away, I believe, as prizes on the Daily Gun Show. So, uh, that and I think I have every color that the Every Second Matters ever came out in, too. Of course, I've probably oh, given oh, away, oh. I've given away as many of those as I've ever collected. So. I think you'll be surprised to see some of my Every Second Matters collection. Saying you have every color. Now we have the Washington Outcast out there. That's a new one. <laughs> Mr. Knives is in the chat. How about that? Chocolate. Speaking of old school gun channels, guys, there's one right there. I think the first chat I ever jumped in on gun channels, he was hosting. He gave me the gun channels new... The new Gun Channels member quiz. I can still remember that. I still have a copy of that quiz. Okay, let me get that on the screen so we can see. Oh, where is my phone? Closes out. Hang on. Okay. So you might have those colors. I don't have those sewn ones. No. One of these. Or one of these. And I know I have more in the truck, but these are all the normal colors, plus this one's really, really nice. Yeah, you got me on that. <laughs> I'm jealous. I actually have a couple of the sewn ones. I have the That's sewn G's, but I don't have any of the sewn, sewn every second matters. Of course, a lot of you guys have been in gun channels a lot longer than I have. I think I started, I'm coming up on five years. Well, I've been in gun channels five years. My YouTube channel is five years old in October. So, uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, I decree here and now if I win this nearly billion coming up lottery, I'm reconstituting the Gun Channel site and going global with G-Web's permission, that is. Don't want to get that guy angry. I respect him, but I'm slightly afraid of him also. Yeah, he's a good guy. I have met G-Web's many times. Very nice guy. Single shot is out there, I see. Got the hashtag out there for the drawing, unfortunately, is a little late. Hashtag do it again. <laughs> Have another drawing. <laughs> or you want me to give, give away a second set of stuff? I mean, as long as I win. Well, I'd like to think I have some control over that, but I really don't. Okay, so I kind of figured this was coming up. So uh, 
Single Shot is on the panel. Hi, buddy. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Uh, doing all right. How about yourself? Well, hanging in there. I'm a little bit late because I had uh, a phone update that I had to do, so that took a little bit. But I finally made it in. Well, that's good. So where are you at? Are you at home or are you on the road? Or No, I am home. I got home uh, yesterday <coughs> afternoon, so I'm uh, just chilling out. I see. I see G23's back out there with the chocolate. Uh, Scott. Scottish Americans out there saying that Glock patches make great targets. That's just oh. wrong. That's just wrong. I got a Ranger eye patches on my boots. Oh, cool. Mine are on my little miniature backpack. I wish, though. I only have one of each color, right? So I got the the black and white, the blue and white, and then what's that one? The pink and the brown. Here's the I orange. Wish I had the, oh, yeah, the orange. The orange and the pink one. But I wish I either had, like, both black and white or both blue and white or both whatever. So it's kind of weird having different colors on each boot. Yeah, I don't know if you can get those anymore. You can't because I know that's the first thing I thought of when I got these boots and I saw they had little, like, Ranger Eye Velcro on it. I asked you if he had any other ones because I wanted to get a second set so I could do just that. But he said no. Oh. So Gunmetal Guy USA says, Wow, Smeggy, you are a collector not to be messed with, brother. Props. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say that. I do have quite a bit, but I, I'm always open for swapping stuff that I might not have because there's definitely one-offs that I don't have and a couple of those boxes, I don't know if you guys saw, like a couple of those are literally just my doubles so those are all open for open for trades if I ever go to, you know, NRA show or SHOT show or if I ever make it down to Tulsa or anything like that, I'll probably bring a whole stack of that stuff and then meet up with people and trade them and if you ever get the chance to meet G-Webs, if you ever get to go to, like, SHOT or NRAM or Tulsa, uh, he normally carries with him this full sheet of playing cards that he will have you autograph one of the cards with a Sharpie. So I know he's collected a bunch of signatures over the years. I've got one. So I don't know how many signatures he has, but uh, it's pretty darn cool uh, tradition he's got going on there. And I've gotten to meet Marshmallow, gotten to pet Marshmallow, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I mean, I tried to kidnap Marshmallow before I had my white husky. But actually, not really. She jumped up in the back of my truck. I didn't put her in the back of my truck. Yes, Marshmallow is a very favorite, or very friendly dog, for sure. 
Let's see. Benny Ballistic says, once I hit 5K, I'm shooting one at 500 yards. I presume he's talking about a Glock patch. I only have one Glock patch, I believe. There's certain things that I collect that I keep. I mean, when you go to shows like not Wanamaker so much, but if you get a chance to go to SHOT Show or NRAM or places where the companies actually give away swag, you can collect a lot of this stuff. And just about everything I collect, I end up giving away as prizes on foul territory. Bending Ballistic says he's going to shoot a whole Glock. Oh, wow. Hmm. Scottish American says, I did an upgrade video. Let's just say there wasn't much left of the Glock. Such violence, I tell you what. <laughs> Shooting other firearms kind of reminds me of when uh, Demolition Ranch shot that uh, high point with another gun. I think he ended up doing a little bit of damage to it. Well, those uh, things are bricks. They should be able to withstand anything. He shot the thing right in the ejection port, and it still cycled when he got done with it. Bent it all to heck, but yeah. Scottish American says violence is necessary. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, you can not be a fan of a certain gun or even you know, the people that are crazy about them. But it doesn't mean you have to destroy the firearm. Now, New Jersey Outcast says, I'm only 9,800 subs away from buying a Glock right around the corner now. Wow. So, XAdam1 says, I hear that the only thing that can hurt a high point is another high point. Can Glock do that? I don't know. <clears throat> I tend not to want to destroy my guns. They cost too much money. Uh, Rob D says, I figured out who G was at a rally. I don't think he would have said hi if I didn't, LOL, but I can respect people's privacy. So I got amnesia after. Uh, that's the thing about G Webs is he doesn't allow himself to be photographed. And he doesn't allow himself to be in a video. So when we were all together at Wanamaker, we were all shooting live video and stuff in the uh, lobby at the same time. And he said, whatever you do, make sure that you don't have me in any of the videos. So but uh, no, he's a good guy. Yeah, but that, that also like. Uh, to me, that makes it like um, trying to kind of say it, but like it makes it cooler if you're in the inner circle enough that he trusts you, type of thing. Right. Because he do he doesn't do like meetups and all that kind of stuff. It's, he's not into that. He's into the Second Amendment and whatever else is going on. So I can respect that. 
Well, he's always said that he said, I don't want this to be about me. He says, I want everything I do to be about the Second Amendment. And so I don't want people to be fixated on meeting me and me being a personality and stuff like that. Because anything I do doesn't have anything to do with me. It's about the Second Amendment. And uh, he's definitely he's definitely all about the Second Amendment. If you've ever met him, you'd have no doubt. But uh, he's also capable of uh, humor and very kind and generous and has helped me out quite a bit. He's even sent me swag to give away on foul territory back when I didn't have a lot of swag. So he sent me every second matters stickers and gun channel stickers and patches to give away. Yeah. Well, uh, say what I like about every second matters is it's, it's a good enough logo that like, it could pique interest, but also like people might not know what it is. So then you get that chance of like, Oh, what, what's that all about? Like, what's, what's that thing for? And that opens up a conversation. It does just about every time I wear my hat. I want to get a t-shirt on me. I need to get a t-shirt, but, uh, but yeah, and I carry the cards around with me on the Every Second Matters days, too. So if anybody has questions, I I can hand them a card and I can talk to them. But that's what it's about is starting a conversation to get people talking and to make them understand why the Second Amendment's important to everybody. So uh, it's a great tradition that's still going on. And I like when we can share Instagram photos and stuff like that. But I think it's great that everybody participates. It's just a great focus day, 12 times a year. Not that we shouldn't do it every day. We should. We definitely should. But it kind of brings everybody back to the attention of, you know, try to spread the word and spread the awareness of why we do what we do. X Adam One wants to know: Is anyone going to the November Wanamaker show? Yes, sir, I am. I have not missed a Wanamaker show since 2018. This will be my eighth in a row. They would have been ten, but we didn't have any in 2020, thanks to COVID. Now I am Gabriel. Is reminding everybody to call your senators about the AWB and then threw the number out there for the Congress switchboard. <laughs> I call them, they hang up on me. <laughs> I want to remind everybody that uh, NRAM for next 223 is uh, in India again. So, uh, if you're on the eastern half of the states, you can uh, maybe go to that and meet up with a bunch of people. Where's that? When's that going to be? I'm thinking it's in April. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, can't. April or March. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when that is. 
because it's kind of like you know shot shows in january that's for all the industry people and then all those same companies just basically pick up their booth and go over to nra for like the general public so that's the thing you can see a lot of all the same stuff there that you could add like a shot show. I know a lot of people are all about, Oh, how do I get into shot show? And it'd be so cool. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's a cool show, but I think NRA is very comparable. Maybe not as much wheeling and dealing being done. Right. Cause it's not an industry show, but if I all you want to do, my, I got stop. to go to my first one this year and I absolutely loved it. It was fun. NRA it is, is uh... April the 14th in 15, April 14th through 16th in the Indiana Convention Center, Indianapolis, Indiana. <coughs> Best part about NRAM is you don't have to be a an industry insider to go open to the general public. That is true. Unlike SHOT Show where you have to have an invite and you either have to be part of the industry or you have to be credentialed media, but you don't have to to be at NRAM. And you can buy stuff at NRAM. They don't have anything for sale at SHOT Show, but at NRAM, the individual booths actually, like your knife booths, will actually have knives for sale and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Usually at a little bit of a discount, too. Plus, they still have all the swag and everything, all the stickers and patches and everything. So, if you're a fan, I totally recommend it. Yeah, just just make sure that you don't like drink ten Mountain Dews and not eat. Because that was my mistake down in uh, Louisville. I ended up getting sick in the parking lot when we were walking out to our cars afterwards. Oh, <laughs> Well, I, I was getting a migraine there. That's another thing with, like, big convention centers or whatever. I found, like, I kind of figured out after the fact, besides drinking way too much Mountain Dew, was that my eyes were constantly focusing, like, on a sign really far away and then focusing on something really small, like, right in front of my face. And I'd look down the aisle, and there's, like, so much to look at. And then, so, like, my eyes were always focusing, like, long distance, short, long, short. And it just ended up giving me it giving myself a headache, which turned into a migraine. Ugh. No fun. Wow. That's just because my brain doesn't work very good. I get a couple migraines a month, so. Oh, aren't they lovely? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brain doesn't yes, work real well either, but it's because I'm old. <laughs> and yes, the Anna, uh, New York Outcast, you do have to be an NRA member to get in. You can sign up right there at the door. Unless, yep, I'm a lifer, so I guess I could get in on no trouble. Now, if you get media credentials, you don't have to. But uh, I do have. I, I mean, do have an NRA membership, so that's not an issue. I qualified either way. But yeah, if you have press credentials, you can take pictures and video and stuff. I know there's a lot of people that don't really like the NRA and they're, oh, they're never getting my money, blah, blah, blah. But 
I just want to go on a, a little PSA here. I personally think it is important to be a member if you want to see it change. Yes. No, the it whole for directors is kind of rigged, but if enough people really, really want Wayne Lapierre gone, like it can happen. He's made it hard for it to happen because they end up like kicking out directors that aren't part of the inner circle and all this that. But I think it is possible. But you don't get a say if you're not in. So be a member. I think you have to, was it three years before you can actually start voting. Or if you're a, a life member, you can start voting right away. But either way, like I that's the only that's the only reason I still have my membership. And so well, I can, I've always been out. an advocate of changing things when things are bad. So when uh uh, you know, when we don't get things uh, changed, then uh, we don't do something about it. It's not, it's never going to change. So you've got to take that in, into consideration. Now, Bending Ballistics, Ballistics says the NRA literally sells out to the anti-gunners for compromise on laws. Join the FPC or GOA. Well... I'm, I'm a member of I'm, I'm a member of the NRA because I want to see it change, but I I am also a member of uh, Second Amendment Foundation, GOA, yes, FPC, all those. Yep. Um, yeah, I look at it as we need the NRA just to, to play that target role. The yeah. uh, anti-gunners will focus on them and... Uh, and the rest of them can actually get something done. That and what the NRA does for certifying firearms instructors and for certifying gun ranges and stuff like that, and the NSSF is yeah. all pretty darn important. We don't want to see the NRA go away. We want to see the NRA be what the NRA is supposed to be. That's right. And uh, if the NRA goes away, there's a big void left out there, a big yep. void that could be of, you know, millions and millions of gun owners who want who want to be part of positive change and stuff like that. Unfortunately, right. the members aren't being listened to, but those members want this organization to do the right thing. I think to affect that change, you don't abandon the organization. You stay a member of the organization and you make your voice Ooh, known. Much as we don't leave, we don't leave the United States or people don't leave their state by and large just because the laws are bad. They try to affect change by voting and, you know, by speaking up at, you know, contacting their Congress people. We don't, as Americans, we don't just bail and give up on things when it's not what we want it to be we try to change it so as far as uh, and Rob comes back with I refuse to pay for or reward bad behavior well I don't give them any extra I give no, them I give them my membership dues but I don't contribute extra money to NRA ILA or no. Anytime they ask you to buy this trinket or join the NRA wine club yep. or any of that stuff, it's like, forget that. I'm not sending you extra money. That's something, whenever <clears throat> they call you, um, 
you guys get calls. I get them every once in a while. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know the people on the phone, right? They're just they're just reading a script. They probably they probably do the same thing for you know the policeman's ball and whatever else, right? They're just a, a phone thing. Right. But every time they call, I always make it a point to let them know that like I will not be sending them any extra money as long as Wayne Lapierre is in charge. Yeah. And I always preface that with like, I don't know if, you know, there's a, a thing you can give feedback or whatever, but like, if there's a thing that on your end, like you can tell your boss why you didn't get as many donations. These are the examples. Why like tell them it's because of Lapierre. So yep. maybe that message gets back to the, the directors and then they realize that he's actually hurting their fundraising ability but it's 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 a lot better than just getting mad at the people on the phone or being like, "No, nah, screw you," and hanging up. Like that doesn't help anybody. And I also had a friend who used to do telemarketing when he was in high school, and so I'm I'm sympathetic towards like he doesn't care. Like if you don't want to buy the blender, like just say no thanks. He really does not care. He's a 16 year old getting minimum wage. Like whatever. <laughs> he used to always tell me when people would start yelling at him and swearing and stuff. He'd start laughing. He's like, dude, I don't care. He hung up on people. He's like, oh, we weren't necessarily supposed to. He's like, I just hang up on people. I don't care. I'm getting paid. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah, this country wasn't founded by quitters. They, uh, they stood up and they fought and they made changes. That's right. That's what we got to have. That's because there's a. There's a word that explains all of that. It's called complacency. And this country has become, a lot of it, has become so complacent, happy with what's going on, it makes it all that more difficult to change things. So anybody that sits on their laurels and says uh, this, that, and the other thing about certain organizations, whatever, how about you uh, expending that en energy on uh, getting things changed by getting involved? I totally agree. Now, XAdam1 says the only time I had an NRA membership was when I purchased a tourist gun. It was a free one-year membership. Yeah, my first three years, I didn't even pay for my NRA membership because it was free. I don't know that they do that anymore, but uh, you can get reduced price memberships for sure. I do know that if you wait long enough to renew your NRA membership, they will reduce the cost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like about anybody will, kind of like a magazine subscription. Hey, you want to come back? We'll let you have this for this price rather than what we originally asked. So, yeah, they'll play that game, too. They want to keep you. So uh, they call me, they get told straight up. If you guys want me to start recontributing to the organization, you're going to have to clean out the crap in the people that's above because i'm not going to give you another red cent until things change because we're accomplishing nothing so 
So Vain Insanity says, Gary, I hear you. In New York, I and others keep fighting to make it a better state slowly. It's a constant, but trying is key. Never giving up is another. M. Gabriel says, uh, Gizzard, Gary, fight for your rights in your state. Missouri used to be no issue. Now we are constitutional carry and the leading Second Amendment Preservation Act state. You've got a point. That's right. M. Gabriel says Wayne must go. Yeah, Wayne needs to go. I won't disagree with that. That's the first step to getting the NRA back to respectability, in my opinion. Yeah. That's got to happen. Somebody that's more fiscally responsible for this organization. Uh, what was his last name? Adam Adam something. He ran for it at one time. Oh, yeah. And what was his get name? It. I can't remember what it was. And, Gary, I'll tell you, the best leader of the NRA that I would acknowledge as being the best was Charlton Heston. That man knew what he was doing. He knew about how about going about to get things done. And he was well-respected. Adam Kraut, that's right. Adam Kraut, that's right. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> now, Honcho Fed's out there. Honcho says, the idea of the NRA is good, but just like the U.S. government, it's rife with corruption, greed, and special interest. Uh, yep. Probably so. But do we want to see the U.S. government go away? Uh, probably not. That's against our best interest to see that happen. We want to make it. Sometimes. We really want well, to make it function <laughs> the way it's supposed to. That's why yeah. we vote. Uh, so uh, Vain Insanity <laughs> says, Our founding fathers did amazing things, even in times others would have thought it's insane, but it's dedication. Uh -huh. M. Gabriel says, as Winston Churchill said, never, ever, ever give up. That's right. Um, Honcho says, uh, the U.S. government needs to change as well is the point. I don't disagree with that. They That's definitely enough. do. it. Even my state government needs to change. We have a Democratic governor. Uh, we're going to try to change it this November. <laughs> How about that? For It's going to start the with the primary elections, which are a week from this coming Tuesday. So, uh, Yeah, I live yeah. in one of the top five when it comes to the worst state, Illinois. So I know all about bad states. I was born in Illinois. Tell me about it. I keep fighting, but uh, when I retire, I'll be moving to Missouri. But he, here's the deal. That way I can I at mean, least enjoy a free state for a little while. Is I mean, here's the deal. Is Illinois a bad state? Not in and of itself. No. Illinois is full of, there's a bunch of good people in Illinois. A bunch of it's good, hardworking people. Now, you know, excluding the city of Chicago and stuff like that, where there's a lot of just uh, foolishness going on there. But it's good people that are just under control 
of a very sad regime that has pretty much destroyed the laws to suit their interest and have made it miserable for the citizens of Illinois, but much like California, you can say what you want to about California. Uh, you know, the big cities and the government there and everything else, but the citizens of California, by and large, most of the people in California are great people. Uh, yes, it's that, a beautiful true. state with a lot of a lot of things to go for. Illinois is a great state with a lot of things going for it. Let's just let's not say that Illinois is hell and California sucks. Uh, their government does, but uh, I'd like to see the people in both those places—New Jersey, anywhere else—they need to fight. Fight, Massachusetts, uh-huh. fight. Uh, yeah, we we have a good chance of uh, of getting a new governor this year, so hopefully we can get Bailey, the Republican, in the governor's office. There you go. Smeggy had to drop out. Says thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, Smeggy. Well, always glad to have you. But. No, that's what I'm saying. Much as we don't leave the United States because the laws aren't exactly the way they should be and the government's not what we think it ought to be. It's definitely not. But I'm not leaving the United States of America. No. Uh, that's not happening. And uh, my state is a pretty good place to live. Could it be better? It certainly is. We're going to try to affect some change here. And I think the people of Illinois are trying to affect change. Don't ever give up. <clears throat> trying to affect change. It might gradually happen. It might happen all at once, but if you keep trying, it will happen. So, uh, yeah, definitely some good talk there. Uh, MRHO661 says, same for Pennsylvania. We must take back the governor's office. Wolf has sure. been terrible. It will be difficult to offset the vote of Philly and Pittsburgh. That's the trouble with so many of these states. It's two or three big cities yep. that are so concentrated. The population is concentrated in those big cities, and they affect the government of the whole state. Where It's like Kansas. The last time they had an election, if you looked at the map, all but three counties were red. But uh, those three counties were Kansas City, Wichita, and uh, Topeka, so... You know, a lot of people live in those three cities. So (laughs) that's tough. But you want to talk about Kansans in general, there's no question. You know, we're red. Our state has those kind of values. And uh, I like to believe I know a lot of people from California. I see them on YouTube all the time. Same way with Illinois. There's way too many good people in those states to think that everybody in that state is you know, corrupt or bad. That's not true. That's right. It's not true at all. And even, you know, New Jersey, Massachusetts, any of these other places, uh, there's good people there. The good people need to vote and uh, try to spread the word and uh, fight the good fight. That's what we do as Americans. Um, That's... 100% 100% what America is. Uh, we don't leave, we fight. So, uh, 
Let's see. New Jersey Outcast is going to go grill some chicken, but we'll be listening later, Gary, and fellow gizzards slash outcast. Uh, M. Gabriel says, you are never defeated until you give up. I'm not giving right. up. Not ever giving up. Uh, so, let's see. Vain Insanity's talking to Smeggy. says, it's okay in this election time. is a 300 pit of doom kicking time to get rid of the bad in office for the good people and for our people. That's right. Right. Uh, we're people. We stick together. We, uh, we try to affect change and get things to be what we want them to be. And you just be who you are. Keep fighting. G23 says Oregon and Washington are the same. 90% of the state is conservative and are fighting three major cities. Those city people... Eventually, these cities are going to figure out they're becoming such hell holes. And so, look what happened to San Francisco. Yeah. I've been that's, to San Francisco. It used to be a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not now. It's definitely not. Um, I've been through so quite a few. We can see what that government did for them. They think their life is better now? No. <laughs> No, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine being proud of that. And I cannot imagine, by and large, the residents of that city seeing what's going on around them and being okay with that. Something's got to change. Something's oh, going to have to change. Uh, let's see. Warsaw says, by the way, our recession is overdue. It's been 14 long years since we've had a recession. We're in so much debt, it's bigger than, I believe he meant Mount Fuji Volcano. Never heard of Mount Fungi, so it's pretty much got to be Mount Fuji. Uh Let's see. Gunmetal guy says, look at the bright side. Russia playbook has those city zones as ICBM priority targets. They may solve our problem for us. I'm just kidding. Or am I? As my pinky slowly moves to the edge of my mouth. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Smeggy says, we are fighting back in San Francisco. Good for you. There you go. Good for you. Never. Never, ever give up the fight. Because it's worth it. It's always worth it. Even if it takes years to affect change in the end, it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, Kansas didn't used to have very good gun laws. <clears throat> uh, they do now. And they could be even better. We'd like to get them changed. We're working on it. There you go. So, uh, we are in, by the way, our number four. It is past noon here in the central time zone. So, uh, welcome to the last hour of the early bird chat. When we first started out, it was me by myself, and I didn't know if we'd ever make it to the end. But uh, the conversation picked up, the topics picked up. We've been talking about 
guns and 2A matters pretty much the entire day today. Uh, we haven't had a lot of side discussion about breakfast food or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't know what everybody's having for lunch today. We haven't even discussed it because we've been talking about guns. That's a good thing. Not that there's anything wrong with discussing food. Uh, that's allowed on this show. But it's a good day when we talk about the Second Amendment. It's a good day when we talk about guns and gunsmithing and stuff like that. And uh, now Honcho Fed is going to take us towards the food chat a little bit, making some BLTs for lunch today. Oh. That sounds good. I haven't had a good BLT in a long time. <clears throat> uh, Rob D says, you can't convince me, LOL. I'll just head out. Have a great day, everyone. Have yeah, a good one. Well... We won't always agree on everything, Rob, but I'm always glad to have you in the chat, and uh, I'll keep working on you. How about that? Uh, M. Gabriel says, was it Winston Churchill or Budget who said never, ever, ever give up? <laughs> Both. Both. Both, I think. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, awesome chat. Gizzard Gary, glad I kicked the Sandman out of the room to attend. I'm glad you did, too. Uh, G23 said, I just had biscuits and gravy. That oh sounds boy. good, too. Um, got tomorrow morning. I've got some stuff to make it with. I'm going to make it, I think. X Adam 1 said, the gun community talks a lot about being prepared for SHTF, but most are very out of shape and even obese. Should health be pushed more when talking about being prepared? Yeah. And here I am being out of shape and obese, but I can't disagree with that statement. I think if you're talking about survival, if you're talking about life in general, I think being in good shape is important. And I need to do a better job about that. So that is part of being prepared. I totally agree. You should have yourself in the best physical shape as possible. You want to be mobile. You want to be healthy. So, uh, way to, you know, way to, you know, bring something in the chat that maybe should have been said. Uh, you're right. I and a lot of people need to do a better job. So, uh, yeah, valid point. Very good. Uh, Not to make excuses, but uh, old age has a way of creeping in, and it's easier said than done. Boy, that's a fact. It makes it a lot harder, doesn't it? Um. G23 says, no such thing as a great BLT. Tomatoes are nasty. Mm, that's incorrect, sir. Tomatoes are not nasty. <laughs> uh, I understand some people don't like them. I had a friend who couldn't stand tomatoes either. Let's see. X Adam once said, the frog being swallowed by the stork also said never give up as he was choking the stork. I like that analogy. 
Uh, BS wants to know, have you ever tried fried green tomatoes, G23? Ah, they're good. Yeah, they are. They are excellent. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, X Adam, you're not wrong. I need a little toughen up myself. Well, maybe he's gonna, maybe he's gonna inspire us all to. He says, I'm watching and messaging as I'm on an exercise machine. It's not impossible. Well, good for you. I don't know about exercise machines. I need to just get out and move around more and maybe eat a little better. Uh, let's see. M. Gabriel says, being prepared for years-long famine and food shortage. That could be. Yep. A lot of us a lot of us guys are going to be using our guns for more than just self-defense. You what may be using those table. to eat. You, you know anything about hunting and how to clean game? You might want to learn. <laughs> Isn't that right, single shot? It. Been doing it for years. Yeah, like our grandfathers and great-grandfathers did. Uh, that might be how you'd eat the next day. That's right. That's one of the reasons I got that Henry 22. You betcha. Little squirrel and rabbit gun. People forget that's what guns were used for back in the old days. Probably more than anything else was to take game. Pretty much. Now, Honcho Fett says, I got a delicious beefsteak tomato, some hickory smoked bacon, fresh lettuce, and Duke's mayo on whole wheat bread toasted, a little salt and pepper. Huh. Uh, you're, you got it made. You got it made. Uh, M. Gabriel says, there's a big difference between good tomatoes and average tomatoes. Well, also true. That's true. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, good point. We may be revisiting being pioneers in the near future. And Bernie says, starting in September, I have openings for dove hunters. Yeah. Never hunt a dove. I've never I've got had a friend that got a friend that does. I've never had done it. They do it around here a lot. I just never have hunted them. It's a challenge. Kansas, Kansas has a lot of doves. Oh yeah. That's just not something my dad hunted. He hunted quail, duck. Uh, prairie chickens occasionally and pheasant, but I don't recall him ever going dove hunting or even deer. He wasn't a big game hunter. Mostly the smaller birds and he liked to fish. That's my favorite time of the year. I forget that I have a CDL and I get out there in the woods and I have me some fun. Especially when it comes to putting food on the table. I mean, have you ever eaten squirrel? I have. I've not eaten squirrel. I have a lot of lot of rabbits, raccoons, and deer. And... Never oh, had raccoon. Host of other things. Dad said that one he tastes could... like chicken. <laughs> Dad said he could recall eating possum. He said, but he didn't like it very much. Yeah. 
didn't doesn't no. sound good. Of course, a lot of people think eating, uh, well, what we would call here crawdads. Some parts of the country, it's crawfish, crayfish. Mm. Uh, they're pretty good if they're done right. Uh, if you've ever been down in Louisiana, they know how to cook them. Let's see. G23 says, Honcho fed throw, out the t throw the tomatoes out and stop using salt. Is bad for you. Um, too much salt is bad for you. That's for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. If I, if I knew we could eat crawdads back in when I was a kid, we would have had a, a bunch of them all the time. We used to try to catch <laughs> them. And do oh, it with our bare hands. We'd catch them and put them on trot lines, use them for bait. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. Uh, use fish to catch other fish. We did that yep. a lot of time. You got to learn how learn how to fish is pretty darn important around here. You could do a lot of good eating on the fish that's in the streams around here. Oh yeah. Um, there's more catfish than you can shake a stick at here in Kansas. Now, Vain Insanity says best to do is grow food, hunt food. Backup basis of living and survival. That's true. Yes, sir. Uh, know how to garden. Yep. Uh, it's very important. Let's see. Yeah, you uh, don't Gabriel get all the chemicals. Says, What's that? Yeah, yeah you, you don't get all the chemicals when you grow it yourself and, and hunt. Yeah. Tastes pretty darn good, too. Yes, sir. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA said, I'd love to take a hunting trip with a good retriever. That, sir, would be next to heaven. Yeah, Dad always had a retriever. Oh, boy, to see a good hunting dog in action is really oh, yeah. something. <laughs> really something. My grandpa would take me and my brother hunting. We were the retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mom used to say back when her and Dad were first married before Dad got dogs. She says, I was his... I was his blocker, you know. She said, I was his hunting dog before he had hunting dogs. So. <laughs> Let's see. M. Gabriel says, pigeon is city chicken. I don't know about eating pigeons. I suppose you could. Mm. Uh, I'll pass, no, I'll for pass on that one. <laughs> uh, Bernie says, mud bugs. Talking about the crawdads. Yep, I heard Bernie. him called that. Yeah. Ancho says... Pigeons are the same as doves. Are they? Oh, okay. Honcho Fett says salt has iodine. Some salt does, which is good for you. The word of the day is moderation. <sighs> good mm. word. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Vain Insanity says for lunch, probably making meatloaf or finding something to cook up. Chef skills are another skill besides many I possess. Uh -huh. Um. Yeah, that's another thing. If you know how to take game and raise vegetables, you got to know how to cook the stuff up. Uh, right. That's important to know how to build a fire, uh, cook with the you know without modern stuff. You know, just use a cast iron skillet and stuff like that, or maybe put stuff on a spit. There's many different ways to prepare food. Um. Let's see. M. Gabriel says too much moderation is bad for you. Now that's a new one. Yeah. 
Uh, G23 says, talking to Honcho, 99% of people intake three times or more of salt intake, and that is horrible for you. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, LOL, the kids were retrievers, and the kids were the Channel Lock Players TV channel changers. Yeah. <laughs> I might have been a TV remote back in my younger days, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially back before we had cable. Somebody might have to go out and turn the antenna, too. Yeah. You remember the days when you changed the TV channel? You also had to turn the antenna, too. Turn the antenna. Yeah. Well, turn the antenna. Get that thing to come in. <laughs> that we... We sure enjoyed the TV. Didn't have near the selection you have now, but uh, the TV was worth watching back in those days. Oh, yeah. That's a big difference. Now you've got 100 channels on your TV, and none of them are fit to watch. We used to put the antenna just outside the window. Anyway, you just reach out the window and turn it. There you go. Well, Dad had a gear on the antenna shaft. And then he had another gear which was hooked up to an old style car window crank. And he had that going through the wall into the house. So he could literally sit there in his chair and he rigged up this crank to where he could crank that antenna back and forth from inside. That was pretty cool. That's when it helps to have a dad that's a mechanic and knows how to weld a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, Adam one says, crayfish equals water roaches. Uh, Washington Outcast says, iodized salt helps prevent goiters. Huh. I'm thinking I might know who Washington Outcast is. Got a pretty good idea. Uh Let's see, G23 says, I didn't realize that TV was around in the 1800s. Yeah, haven't you ever seen Flintstones? They had a TV, oh, yeah. remember? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Record player, too. They had all kinds of stuff. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA said, I turned my TV antenna so much, I'd dig a hole to China. Everybody <laughs> had an antenna back in those days. Selling antennas was a big business. And uh, unless you lived close to a city where you could use rabbit ears or something like that, yeah, you had to have a big antenna to get a signal. We lived 60 miles from where the TV stations were, so you had to have a pretty tall antenna. And occasionally they'd get struck by lightning or a storm would take them out and you'd have to get a new one or fix it. Yeah. That was Tin just oil what, on the rabbit ears. That was a way of life. I mean, uh, you you literally would drive through a neighborhood and where there'd be a bunch of houses, you'd see all, a whole bunch of antennas sticking up in the air. That's just the way it was back in the 60s. Yep. N not uncommon at all. Uh, now my aunt and uncle... Out in the country, they had this fancy 
motorized antenna tuner. They had a little box sitting up on top of their TV, and they could just flip the dial to whatever direction they wanted that antenna, and a little motor would turn it for them. Yeah. So your folks with money would buy stuff like that. Your poor folks like us would come up with other solutions. You'd either have to get outside with a pipe wrench and turn it, or <laughs> whatever you had to do. That now we didn't turn didn't our have kids. <laughs> we didn't turn our station very much. Now we pretty much watched the CBS station all the time. So yeah. about the only time we changed channels was if a football game was on because Dad didn't miss the Chiefs when they came on TV. So if it was coming on a Kansas City station, we'd have to turn it over to the Northeast a little bit to get that. Or if it was blacked out, that was fairly common back in those days. Home games, if they weren't sold out, they'd be blacked out. And we would turn our antenna to the southeast where we would pick up a weak station out of Pittsburgh, Kansas, that was outside the blackout area. <laughs> but we didn't miss the Chiefs games. <laughs> Let's see. Smeggy said we had a motor antenna. I used to just make it go around in circles. <laughs> Wrap it up until the wire broke. <laughs> yeah, eventually that would happen. Now, uh, I think it was around 71 or 72 is when they put cable into our small town. Hmm. Huh. And uh, then for the low, low price of, I think it was around 15 or $20 a month back then, you could get, gosh, we got seven or eight TV stations. And that's a big deal. Plus, we had one station which was just basically a camera inside of a building that looked at a bunch of different weather gauges. So you yeah. could you could see the temperature and the humidity and all that stuff. Plus, they had some advertisements on a board. That was kind of the budget weather channel of the day. <laughs> but, yeah, we had all of our three CBS, NBC, or ABC out of uh, Topeka. Plus the PBS channel there the university there in Topeka. And uh, then we also got the three network stations out of Kansas City. So uh, we had that. And then later on, they started adding the super stations when that stuff came into play. And it just got bigger and bigger. Yeah. So Gun Websites is out there. Said so 30th thumbs up. Got here late. But thank you for hosting each weekend. You are welcome, sir. Thank you for joining Smeggy says, I never understood blackouts. If you don't have enough fans to go to the game, not showing the game won't help you get new fans. Well, that was kind of the logic back then, was if you didn't offer it on local TV, people would be forced to buy tickets to the game. So they've largely lifted a lot of that stuff, but... Uh, the Chiefs weren't very good back in the 70s. 
you, after 71 or 72, there was a lot of bleak years where obviously we didn't get to see very many Chiefs home games because they weren't very good and they didn't sell out. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA said, we basically had a center point for all channels growing up. I just accepted that TV was a mixture of fuzzy dots was a normal picture. Mind blown when Uncle got Big Bird Bath C-Band Satellite. AR Outcast is out there. So we got all kinds of outcasts now. We've got Arkansas Outcast, Washington Outcast, Illinois Outcast, New Jersey Outcast, and New York Outcast. We got outcast all over the place. Let's see. Now, Block 9 says, I'm upset. Mama Raccoon and two babies were ran over down the street. We've fed them cat food for two months. That is sad. Sorry about that. Uh, Smeggy said, G-Web's ears must have been burning. Maybe. Vain Insanity says, I remember old antenna and the old well pump in the times of old-fashioned laundry washing, butter turning, so much rusticness in the day. Um, and the infamous my, outhouse. Oh, outhouses, yeah. My uncle had an outhouse. We used to think that was cool to be able to go outside and go to the bathroom. Then we heard stories about how that's all they had back in the old days. And uh, you did that whether it was 20 below zero or 110 outside. And they didn't have toilet paper from the store either. So usually had an old Sears catalog or something sitting out there. <laughs> or corn cobs. Laundry washing. My grandma had a, a tub washer with the ringer where you had to wring each of the clothes by hand. And then you'd put them out on the line. You didn't have any dryer. And uh, well pump. I can remember a lot of people had wells. My uncle did out in the country. Had a water softener hooked to it. So, yeah. So, Smeggy says, I'm from Detroit and very used to having all games blacked out. LOL. Yeah. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA said, where are all these people getting outcasted from? Can they not follow the rules? <laughs> Warsaw says, I... I should be known as the Democrat outcast because I was a moderate and didn't support the radical democratic ways and I was against gun control. Used to be known. Oh, okay. Not all Democrats support the radical agenda. A lot want to save and preserve America and people like Manchin and Sinema. Since 2017, I'm now a conservative. Yeah, the definition of Democrats and Republicans has certainly changed over the years. 
didn't used to be so extreme. We've got a new panelist here. Uh, looks like he's got the logo of Guns and Barbecue, but the uh, caption says Gays and Daiquiris. Does it really? Yes, it does. Damn Honda. <laughs> Somebody change your your stream yard. Yep, and didn't realize it. That was a good one. I'll have to message and be like, nice. It's so long yeah. anybody changed my, my name on here. I didn't even think about checking it. I can change it for you. Yep. Touche. You are back to Guns and Barbecue now. All right. So, uh, how are you doing? Not bad. Outside doing uh, work around the yard all morning, trying to do some more buttoning up of the chicken coop and everything, and then started to thunder. And I was like, oh, it's going to storm soon. I head in and jump in the gizzard's chat if it's still going. So X Adam says a good old snake in the outhouse scare would always get people's hearts going. Wow. And he says, I've seen most of that in Mexico, even an Adobe hut. That was back in the early eighties. So yeah. uh, have you gotten any new guns lately? Guns and barbecue? No. Uh, last one I got was that one that I won, that Mossberg Shockwave. Um, I'm hoping to purchase an 80% lower for a 1911 build, but all the companies that seem to just sell 1911 80% lowers seem to be sold out, and all the companies that sell the whole kits they have them but i don't want the whole kit right now because i might as well just go buy a new 1911 at that point well i just put on the screen my new acquisition from yesterday which is a ruger lcr and 38 special very nice good choice and it is the hammerless version so double action only. Pocket gun, in other words. Lightweight. Five shots. Get a hold of it with both hands, but it's got the Hogue Tamer grips on it, so that should be pretty easy. And yeah, it's going to kick a little. Not too bad. I'm really looking forward to it. I've wanted one for a while. Something like that. I was looking at either that or the Smith. And in the end, this was on sale for $60 off. So I picked it up yesterday at uh, at uh, a local farm store close to where my daughter lives. Nice. That's awesome. Buck says, I like the new pistol, Gary. Thank you, Buck. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know why. There's just something about a revolver. And I know you have you have a few yourself. You're like me. You have plenty of semis and uh, plenty of revolvers. 
You can like both. Yep. Yes, indeed. So now we have Outcast Outcast out there. That's a new one. It says, Did Guns of Barbecue bring barbecue for everyone? No, apparently I brought daiquiris. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you were on E Honda's chat last night. <laughs> Yeah, I finally got done doing stuff around here, and I was looking to see what was going on. And he's like, oh, Honda's on. He usually sends me a link. I was like, screw it. I'll jump into his shit. I haven't done that in, like, many months. I don't think I've ever been on his. Let's see. Vain Insanity says, guns and barbecue welcome, brother. Work on yard A, and here in New York, supposed to rain and storm. Have lots of landscaping to do, but either too hot or raining. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, Guns and Barbecue, have you fricasseed any hoofed animals lately? You are the pit master extraordinaire. Any hoofed animals lately? I'm trying to think. Um, last hoofed animal would have been uh, just some pork butts last weekend for a graduation party. Uh, I've got a small chuck roast that I found in my uh, freezer, so I've got that sitting out right now to come up to room temp, and then I'm going to throw that on and do it up like uh, brisket browns, and I, I am a traditionalist. I think that burnt ends only come from the point. That's why I'm not calling it burnt ends. I'm saying it's going to be like burnt ends. I'll be right back in a minute there, Gary. Alrighty. Uh, X Adam one says, I think I'm done with purchases for a while. Maybe in the future, the engraved Henry Oilers edition and the Cimarron Texas Ranger. Yeah. 45 Colt, maybe next year. That Texas Ranger is pretty sweet. Uh, Wesley Foster says, Barbecue is a B to download. Probably is. Uh, two, two, three. DMR is back from church, and Smeggy says I watched a barbecue competition show yesterday. It all looked so good. They had big RVs and trailers. Yeah, the guys get on those shows are spending some serious money on a competition circuit. I mean, just the cuts of meat that they choose um, cost hundreds. Per cut, uh, you know, like if, if I went to a competition, I'm going to go to my local uh, butcher be like, yeah, can I get a couple pork butts, a couple briskets, you know, depending on what the selections were for the meats and things like that. Uh, when they, when these guys go, they're getting uh, heritage pigs and, you know, for their pork butts and wagyu briskets and it's insane the money that they'll spend in a weekend to win a competition. He said the winner got $1,500. LOL, that seems like way too little. Uh, M. Gabriel said, is that gat good for chickens to use? I hope so. Uh, M. Gabriel says, I can't wait until you can 3D print food. That would be cool, wouldn't it? 
223 DMR says, we have eight people in our church that carries a firearm, including me. That's um, awesome. Yeah, gunmetal guy says, wise parishioners at that church. Yeah, I knew what you meant. So, uh, we got 25 minutes left to go. Uh, you got anything you want to discuss? Throw it out there. If you want to jump on a panel, there's still time. Send me an email. Speaking of which, I better check. No, nobody sent me. Casey's just wants me to buy another pizza. I haven't finished the last one I bought yet. They have a barbecue brisket pizza now at Casey's. Wow. Oh, interesting. Pardon me? So it'll probably be decent. Well, let's take a look at it. We've got time. Uh, I've got a picture of it here. Our new barbecue brisket pizza starts with our made-from-scratch dough and topped with barbecue sauce, smoked chopped brisket, jalapenos, red onions, real mozzarella, and cheddar cheeses, and finished with a ranch drizzle. This pizza is available for a limited time, so get it while you can. They ruined it with that ranch drizzle. Uh... Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Sorry about who the hell's taking their brisket and dunk it in the friggin' ranch. Well, it's good luck for reheating it. Yeah. It's kind of like a taco pizza. I don't mind taco pizza, but when you put uh, tomatoes and lettuce on top of it, that pretty much makes it impossible to reheat. <laughs> but to each his own. But there's the barbecue brisket pizza, in case you were curious. Oh. Gary. Yes, sir. Are you on Instagram? I am. I just joined Instagram. Oh, very cool. Oh, snap. Go by <laughs> Scarred Warrior. Oh, okay. That was you. Okay. I was like, Add me. Add me. Uh, your contact, blah, 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 is now on Instagram. And I yep. look, I'm like, I don't recognize this person. It doesn't have any information about you or anything. Does it say single shot? I'm like, so then I'm going through my uh, contacts because it's got your first and last name. I'm looking for that first, first and last name. Nothing. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> well, now you know, Bob. Well, I'm I'm following you now. I'm, I think I'm your only follower right now. So Probably. I just started it yesterday. I put the and link DM. out there. I put the link out there in the YouTube chat. And uh, Yep. Yeah, I got you in DM so far. So, uh, real quick, Smeggy wants to know, is this giveaway thing only on paid StreamYard? No. Anybody can use it. It is basically go to StreamYard.com slash giveaway. So if you use StreamYard at all, or even if you don't, there it is for you right there, Smeggy. StreamYard.com forward slash giveaway. 
and uh, that's how you use it. So uh, you do not have to be a paid subscriber. So uh, let's see. Now, Gunmetal Guy USA says that DM Foss is all right. I don't care what everyone in the chat said about him. Yeah. Yep. He's all right. Yeah. Good, good guy. Tim S is out there. Says good afternoon, y'all. On Tim. Good afternoon, Tim. Uh, Gunmetal guy. Gunmetal guy USA says single shot. I'll follow you whenever I get out of Instagram jail. I guess. So. <laughs> What'd you do to end up there? <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. Dan Foss says to do another giveaway to show Smeggy how it works. Well, he'll just have to he'll just have to jump in next week. He says I'm Smeggy says I'm gonna have to try to get it to work with my phone. I think you can do it on the phone. Uh I've never tried it on the phone. I guess you could. It seems like you could. I don't appreciate you people. guys. Appreciate you guys joining. Thanks. Appreciate it. Tim S says, Hey, single shot, is that your truck on your avatar? Well, one very similar to it. Going to say your truck you have now is white, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, Coronado, that one there. I think that one there was a century. Got a white Coronado now. 2019, Gary. And I've got 314,000 miles on that thing. Wow. That's about average. Not bad. <laughs> yep. This last trip, this last round, I netted 10,668 miles. What, in the month? Just this last trip. Yeah, but I mean, it probably took you about what three weeks to accomplish all that. Yeah, that was that was three weeks. That was three weeks. I just got back day before yesterday, so. <clears throat> so a I lot see of the miles PA, on that bugger. I see the PA reloader is back out there in the chat. PA, were you? Did you get the word that you won the first giveaway today? You were the giveaway winner at the halfway point. We've had two giveaways. So I need you to. Send your address to winner at gizzardgary.com. I'm going to throw it out there in the chat for you. I know after you won the giveaway, I didn't see you for a while, so I thought I'd better remind you just in case you didn't know. You did send me an email. You did? Let me see. I have not gotten an email from you. Hmm. I did get vain insanities. I have not gotten an email from PA Reloader. Hmm. Might have to go look and see if it got caught in my uh, 
Didn't get caught in my spam, did it? Surely not. I don't. I don't see it. I see an awful lot of emails from Donald Trump out there. But <laughs> I do not see anything from PA Reloader. Hmm. Maybe it'll come eventually. I don't know. You might want to resend it just in case. Or you can send it to me. You can send it to me if you have Instagram. You can also send it to Instagram chat or you can send it Facebook chat to my Facebook Gizzard Gary. Or you can send it on YouTube. Tim S. says, wow, Gizzard Gary sounds tired. He was out all night with the guys burning it up. I was up thanks to Krabby Turtle running a late night Name that tune chat, which lasted until well past, uh, I think it was around two o'clock in the morning. Was it two o'clock? Or later. <laughs> Maybe closer to three. Jeez. Yeah. Of course, I had taken a couple naps. So, uh, uh, yeah, I was up awful late. And yeah, I'm a little tired, but, uh, Let's see, Buck says his email is shipped with UPS, Gizzard Gary. Uh, Vane and Sandy says, sent my info. Much love, guys. You're all, you're all so nice and awesome. Uh, Tim has said, I heard Krabby Turtle had an amazing live stream. Thanks, Krabby Turtle. Uh, if you get a chance, go listen to that. He did a great job with it. For somebody who had never done a live stream before, hey. he was really comfortable behind the mic, and he actually jumped on the chat with me this morning for the first hour or so. Oh, and, yeah. uh, Krabby Turtle. Oh, yeah. Krabby Turtle, uh, alias. Uh, MKJO back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah, MKJO. Okay. We got. I don't yeah, think it's a secret. After chat, so that's pretty cool. They actually came on the live chat. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I thought he did great. He's a natural. He's going to be hosting his own show one of these days. He's going to be giving me a run for my money. <laughs> I, know, right? I used to send uh, invites to Anthony and stuff all the time. Like, dude, you should jump in here. You know, you're always commenting and got good stuff and blah blah blah. He's like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, come on. Throw him in your invites now. You probably jump in. Heck yeah. Uh he's he's a great panelist and he's a great host. Uh like I say, very comfortable behind the mic, very engaging. Uh keeps people involved and uh yeah. He's great at this. He's yes, MKJO is Krabby Turtle. Um <laughs> X Adam says, saw a strip G19 Gen 3 frame for $79. Should I get it? No real need for it, but I could use it to swap out my P80 or let's just let some other soul get it. Uh, to me, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah, I mean, the internals you can probably find for what? 
50 bucks or so. Um, you can go slide for a hundred or yeah, hundred, excuse me, uh, for 300 with, you know, barrel and everything ready to rock and roll. I mean, you could have a brand new to you Glock for, you know, what, 400 bucks at that point. He says, P.S. It's not a gun. It's a part. That's true. It's not a gun. That's right. Uh, Tim S. says he was. It was a great first live. Was. Uh, 2A Kitty says, hi all. Heading to the range. Hey, 2A. So, PA Reloader did message me. So, uh, yep, I got it on Instagram. Okay, I'll get back a hold of you. Tim Miss said, strike. Strike. For me? I don't think so. Uh, the guy's just... Uh, he just selling the frame. There's, it's not serialized. Uh, you can buy, you can buy them off Sig's website and have them sent to you in the mail. The grip modules, and that's about the price they go for. It's about seventy nine dollars a piece. Yeah. Yeah, but if this is a stripped clock frame, that means it was at one time a firearm. And then the frame actually has a serial number. Oh, does it? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh. If it wasn't 80% built at one time, then it wouldn't be a big deal. But if this is truly a Glock frame, then, yeah, technically it does have a serial number on the frame. If it has well, a serial number, it's got to send, be sent to an FFL. Yeah, he's not selling it here. We're not buying or selling on this channel. We don't do that here. Uh -uh. Yeah, we're he was just asking for advice and... Well, I mean, do things legally. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Uh, let's see. Vain Insanity says, I'll check out Krabby Turtle for support. And again, thank you, Gary. And thank you for the subscribe, even though I have zero videos. Well, now you do, but who yeah. knows? Okay, he was talking about Krabby Turtle. He said, hey, Krabby Turtle, did you get a channel strike? Oh, okay, I got it. Ah, okay. Does anyone know why he changed his name to Krabby Turtle? I'm sorry, what? Does anybody know why Enkeju changed his name to Krabby Turtle? Uh, because crabs, crabs have are a big deal in Maryland and the turtle is a reference to the University of Maryland Terrapins. Mm, okay, yeah. Just look at the Maryland state flag. Is there a crabby turtle on it? Yeah, there's a crab and a turtle on it. Oh, okay. Let's see. It's at an FFL and it is a serialized frame. Okay, so you'll have to, you'll have to buy it legally. Okay, well, still it's a good deal. It's good. Yeah, that's why I said that's good deal. a really good deal because then you know it's genuine block part. Right. I mean, I, I would definitely check it over, make sure there's not a crack in it somewhere. You right. know, because why? Why does somebody swap that out? It, normally, mm. people aren't swapping out frames; we're swapping out uh, slides, things like that. Um, so I would definitely give it a 
really good once over. Uh, not saying that your FFL is an idiot, but you know they, they miss things sometimes. It, it happens. Probably yeah. bought an aftermarket oh, yeah. grip or put it in a yeah. Yeah, I mean, or something. Best the best way to tell that the best way to tell that stuff is to have it magnifluxed. Yeah, that's entirely possible that the, the person might have just done a 80 kit because they thought they liked that more or something, and then they're like, yep. Which, hey, cool. But, uh, yeah, I definitely give it a good once-over. So, Vane Insanity says, X Adam, that is a steel, brother. Just make sure it's in good condition. Uh, Defense Dad says, depends on what you want to build. For $99, you can get a complete dagger frame, which is basically a Gen 3 Glock. Uh, New Jersey Outcast says, Gary, is Foss still on? Tell him thanks for the logo. I appreciate it. Gunmetal Guy says, Guns Barbecue, you are a character, but you rock, brother. Never change, LOL. All right. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, thank you. Sorry for making you run late. That's no problem. Great chat. Appreciate you. This show has pretty much ran itself today. For starting off slow, it certainly picked up gears uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, we've had a lot to talk about, a lot of good stuff to talk about. And uh, I want to go through the panel real quick since we are past the four-hour mark and let everybody get a chance to give their channel plugs and promote whatever they want to promote. So let's start with you, Ozzy. What do you have to tell us about today? I don't have anything. I just uh, jumped in because you were all alone, so I figured I'd try to keep you company. I appreciate it, buddy. I really do. Thanks for jumping in. All right, Guns Barbecue. What have you got coming up? Um, got a video coming out tomorrow in the What Is A series. Um, then we got the regular shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, probably have another video dropping Friday, uh, you know, trying to get a little bit busy with the channel again and, you know, stop neglecting it. Um, there's something else I was going to mention, but I don't even remember what it is. It must not have been important, but, uh, I'd like to encourage everybody to go check out Beezer Gary on the Patreons because, uh, he brings you this show four hours a week. Plus he brings you foul territory for two hours a week. That's like a hundred hours of content. I mean, do math, you can do math, uh, right? That's how you guys figure out what time zone you're in. Uh, but no, really, six hours of content. It's awesome. If you only throw in two bucks, it's like 33 cents an hour. Where can you get value like that? Uh, thanks, Kizzy. Yeah, thank you for jumping in. And last but not least, Single Shot, what have you got coming up? Well, I want to say hi to Oz. I hadn't uh, noticed that he was in here because I'm driving right now anyway. But uh, new on Instagram, Undiscard Warrior. Uh, Rumble on uh, Rumble is Daywolf, of course, single shot on YouTube. Um, off until possibly Tuesday. I had a pretty intense project I was working on yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to do much there. So we're going to be uh, trying to get something done here. <laughs> Other than the stuff that's uh, piled up at the house. So, just keep an eye on the channels there, and uh, we appreciate you folks joining, stopping by, and uh, 
Take care. God bless. America moves by truck. Yes, sir. All right. I'd like to remind everybody, I haven't had a chance to do this today, that we have uh, other live streams scheduled for later today. Those include usually foreign and domestic with the Scottish American at 6 p.m. Central. Also, locked and loaded Latinos. If they do a chat today, that'll be at usually 5 or 6 p.m. Central. I'll put links out in my YouTube community tab when I get those scheduled. Also, this week unloaded on the Unloaded Media Channel with Rich White. That is at 7.30 p.m. Central. So if you get a chance, check those out. I think you'll enjoy all of them. Uh, as for myself, uh, Foul Territory every Friday at 9 p.m. Central. And uh, the Early Bird Chat again Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Central. And I would like to thank everybody who's watched today, whether you were on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. Thank you for watching and commenting. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who was on the panel today. Uh, you were all a great bunch and made this a uh, pleasure of a show, so thank you very much. And uh, a special thanks to all of my YouTube channel members and my patrons on Patreon.com for their support of the channel. So uh, hopefully everybody's had a safe weekend. Have a safe and pleasant Sunday. Enjoy your day. And uh, Smeggy says, thanks for hosting. Really help get through the morning. Well, you're welcome. I enjoy doing it. Thank you for being on the show. So anyway, thanks once again to everybody. Have a safe and pleasant Sunday. See you next week. And never forget that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. This is Gizzard Gary. Thank you once again. Have a great day, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Early Bird Chat is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Sunday at 9 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch and released as an audio podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.